Hello and welcome to the 1-1 one, one on BJ Ryan, episode 118. Proudly sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Back in 1-1 one, one HQ alongside the Perth Racing Guru. G'day, Terry. G'day, BJ. 180. That sounds like uh, it's 180. It's 118. <laughs> 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 Off to a 118. <laughs> 118. Uh, no, good to uh, good to to be here, uh, BJ. A little bit flat um, yeah. post uh, post you had getting getting beaten yesterday. Uh, looked like we were uh, home for all money on the turn, but um, wasn't to be. What's the you were telling me before? What's the record since we've bought new head? Six starts, two seconds, two thirds. Getting close, aren't getting we? Close, getting close. We're getting close. Um, closer. Big wobble on the exchange in betting. I didn't see that coming either late. Well, we, we, we've got Stevie Parnham on the show later for the Mastermind Tournament. Jeez, let's get stuck into him, eh? <sighs> Come on, man. Like, give, us a, <laughs> give us Deary a break. Me. Stevie Parnham and Peter Lynch just ruined, they just spoiled the party. Just tagged us the whole way. Yeah. Uh, on the turn, there was one horse one that horse. beat us and I knew it was down in trip. Yeah. I gave it absolutely none. I thought we're going to be able to hold off yeah. Lord Augustus here. This is this is Red Rover, but wasn't meant to be. You, I tell you, you what, you, you, you like me back Lord Augustus last time. Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. And I was nowhere near it here. So yeah, just uh, just add a little bit more salt. A little bit yeah. more Saxa salt. Just got the old. You ever got one of those salt grinders? You like great salt? Mm. Yeah, anyway. Just looking at it as a what was what did you were you uh, were you riding the couch vigorously? I was actually down at uh, at the local cafe I, on a Wednesday. They're very long days, me Wednesdays. Mm. Um, I often mix it up, go down to the pub, uh, have a couple of beers. I do the form, or I go and have a coffee. So I went down at a coffee, a little bit of carrot cake, BJ. I was just uh, yeah, had to spit out the icing. That's my favourite bit, the icing. Yeah. So yeah, just. Uh, and <laughs> it went to the old mouth hole. So, no, look, um, it, it'll just make that first victory that little bit sweeter yeah. when it does come. So, um, yeah, look, she's happy. That's two good ones in a row. Um, and which, quite she had, which she hadn't had Yeah, done. Luke sort of mentioned that in the morning. He said, look, I've got her going really well. And he has got her going super. Um, obviously, it's just uh, – uh, it's nice to see her put a couple of in a positive note. Yeah, it's not. We're disappointed we didn't get the chockies uh, at a reasonable investment. Yeah. I'm happy to say that. Um, but um, it's good to see that we're getting her to put a couple in a row. And the way she races, she's gonna she's gonna win some races for us if we keep her fit and happy. She's only four. She's only four. Well, yeah, goes she's a youngster. Front. What's that in she's, human years? Twenty eight. She's, she's brave. Should be peaking. So we've got a bit of fun to be had with with. Uh, you had yep. time. Was she time. brave keep, yesterday? Keep the faith. Could up. she have been braver? She could have been braver. Yeah. She could I have been she brave. shied yesterday. She, I feel like yesterday she was like the scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> she could have been braver. She could have been. Is yeah. the scarecrow the one searching for the heart? Uh, yes. 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 And you got the tin man, he's searching for the brain? Yes. And the. Lion searching for courage? Is that right? Yeah. yeah is that how yeah. That That's very good. Yeah. 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 Very, uh, <laughs> it's been a few body blows this week, Terry. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I messaged you late. When was that? Friday night. Mm. Um, I didn't know whether you were up or not, but no, it wasn't. My, my WhatsApp chat just blew up when the news filtered through about your hero, mm. everyone's hero, Shane Warne. Yeah, no, Nicola, my partner, told me in the morning very early and I said to her, no, he's just posted something I'd say about Rod Marsh. Mm. Um Got a little bit snappy at her, and then had a look, and uh, yeah, I, I felt I felt flat as a tack all day. It was uh, horrible news. I'm not someone that's usually overly affected by celebrity passings or people I, I don't really know. But mm. uh, yeah, no, Shane Warne was a uh, yeah, definitely a hero, a sporting hero, and a 
Um, I love the way he went about his life in general. He was unapologetic about how he attacked things, probably rubbed a lot of people up the wrong way. Um, even even towards that. the end. You say that, but he, he – There was, hasn't been many was, negative things he said. He was universally loved. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like cricket is obviously such a popular sport across the globe and in uh, in some countries such as India, he was more popular in India than he was in Australia almost. He, yeah. was, a, he was a godlike figure over there. So. I think he will, he will remain a godlike figure as well. So, yeah, I mean, apart from Bradman, I think he's the, probably the best cricketer. The art of leg spin on its own. I mean, I was a really talented leg spinner as a junior <laughs> until I uh, played, uh, got development squad a couple of times um, until I uh, I got the yips, BJ, at about 15. And um, anyone that has bowled leg spin will know when you get the yips and land one or two at your toes. Big, big trouble. There's big trouble from there. So, um, yeah, to, to do it, he did. You know, it wasn't just the um, – I don't think it was just his skill, but it was, it was it was a bit of his aura over them as well. He, um, yeah, he frightened them. Just, yeah, been consuming a lot of Shane Warne this week and, and yeah. watching a lot of his uh, highlight reels and a lot of – I prefer his – yeah, I don't know. I, I just – I love listening to him. I thought he was a great commentator. I love how he had strong opinions. I love how he – even to the end, like he was good friends with a lot of the Aussies, but he'd still say, I think they should drop him. He'd talk about his friends a lot. He got stuck into Mitchell Stark. He just had a strong opinion, um, even when he knew it was probably going to upset people. And I, yeah, I love that. The thing that fascinates me about about Warren, obviously you played cricket your whole life. I never really played club cricket or any real cricket of note. Um, was he made this leg spin, this Discipline Lexpin looks easy. Mm. And so he a whole generation of Australian and, and international cricketers wanted to be leg spinners because of Shane Warne. Yet no one no one has been able to ever get close to do what he does, despite he's just such a unicorn in the way that he was mm. he was just like this he was a freak, absolute freak. He's taken this well, it was almost like a, a long lost art. And just transformed it and then became this phenomenon. And no one has ever been able to get close since, despite having all the knowledge, all the technology, all the replays, everything to be able to model their their um, technique and their tactics on one. Yet, yet no one else can do it. It's quite freakish, really. So uh, just just as a cricketer, but if you want, if you're a Warn fan, if you want to have a listen to something really cool, that all the coverage on SEN over the weekend, mm. uh, that's all available on your various podcast resources. Saturday morning, there was a rolling coverage where they were just talking to his friends and colleagues for hours. Um, but the, the the best one I thought was the Monday morning with Jared Waitley on the Waitley podcast, where we had Gideon Haig and uh, Robert Craddock on and people were just ringing up just people from the public were ringing up and texting with their Shane Warne anecdotes when they bumped into him in the street or a book signing or he did something kind for a relative of, of theirs or he w- was a regular at the pizza shop or whatever. And it was just this whole thing that everyone has a Warne story. It was incredible mm. stuff. It was so good. And um, it just it just made you like really warm about how he was able to be such a um, remarkable cricketer. He rolled in, you know, he was Hollywood really. I just yeah, yeah, he had that common touch and he 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 impacted positively so many of the, um, you know, just general Australians and people worldwide. So he was, he had that remarkable ability to still remain grounded as a, um, just a kid from St mm. Kilda, wherever he was from, um, St Kilda and, you know, and, and still be, still be able to be a Hollywood A-lister at the same time. It's really it's yep. a remarkable 
remarkable guy. No, it certainly was. It just I just thought, how did he have all this time? Where did he find? Like he's so many people. He's he's been like all the stories as you said that are coming out. He, he's been such a good friend to so many people, and he, he's. He seems like someone who genuinely cared as well. I think yeah. a lot of people just would probably give lip service and whatnot. And, but he, and, and you're right, he fostered so but where many did, friendships. But where, where did all this time come from? Yeah. Like he, yeah, just hearing, oh, like people like Mag- Magda, I can't even pronounce her name, Magda Zavansky yeah. come out saying like, oh, yeah, no, Shane and I. It's, you know, it just, he just had so many close relationships and so many people that he um, he touched. I think, yeah, he, he was – someone said to me, is he the most um, famous Australian like a, a, of all time, or just about at the moment, or the most well known worldwide, and I'd say, I don't know, probably not, probably not far from it. Like yeah. His, yeah, yeah, it was huge. It was a very, uh, a very, very flattening day and days afterwards. But um, yeah, the way he's being remembered has been all been very positive. So yeah, they're going to name the stand after him at yep. the MCG as well. So um, fifty two, gone too soon, warning. Mm. But um, the um, things didn't get a heap better later in the day. With um, from a racing point of view, anyway, when uh, we both watched Utgard Loki go down narrowly in a uh, sort of hard to watch Bunbury Cup. <laughs> yeah. What? What, uh, what did you think? Uh, oh, we were just um, we were just a little bit stiff. I think if we, got, stiff. if we got rolling on the turn, we probably went by a couple of lengths. Mm. Exactly as we'd hoped, the horse was travelling. Um, yeah, Jason Whiting on Maricino was just determined. And Jason's usually a jockey you can push out underneath pretty easily. He was determined to hold Lucy in, unfortunately, and uh, that was probably the difference. We nearly pulled off a pretty big one there, though. We uh, I think it was sort of 20-odds into about 10 bucks. It was still $10, $11 bet fair yeah. by jump, which was, for me, that was plenty um, for those looking to get on late. So, yeah, we nearly pulled one off, BJ, but uh, we did everything right. You know what? Punted well. <laughs> Punted well. There, Punted is, well. there is some vision of you watching the final, yes. final stage. <laughs> that Deccan, Deccan took that, didn't Deccan he? Deccan Chibri, he sent it what? to me. <laughs> Was I pacing? I haven't watched it yet. You just you just took off. You just needed you needed to fly. Oh, I need some air. Need, need some air. You needed to uh, take five. Mm. So, um uh, Post race, but you had some of the locals were coming up to you and saying, "Did it win? Did it win?" And you were just like, "Fuck off! Just get get out of my face!" <laughs> oh my god! Did it win? Did yeah, it, mate, it, it won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. piss off. <laughs> but right. um, yeah, that was uh, it was um, both those both the features were, were really good finishes, good races, Bunbury Cup, Bunbury Stakes, obviously. We have to say big shout out to our friends at Team Taylor. Yeah. Jimmy Taylor, Lockie Taylor, Brittany Taylor. Yeah. Cara Capo, $50 oh, yeah. plus wins the Bunbury Stakes. Stevie Parnham sits outside Car- yeah. uh, sits outside Clairvoyance. Extreme tempo early and middle and fends him off. I chucked yeah. a – I was down there with one of my mates, Troy, and I we chucked on the quaddy. Um, well, I, I just chucked it on. I told him he was in. <laughs> And uh, after that, he goes to me, are we alive in the quaddy, Terry? I said, piss off. <laughs> um, look, Caracapo breezing and winning, quite incredible. Uh, yeah, tremendous training effort. A horse best known um, for his ability over 1,200 metres. Uh, as horses do get older, though, they, they can mature into um, horses that can get a little bit further. But I didn't think there was another winning Caracapo, to be honest. Maybe a 78 plus with a three-kilo claim. Um but it's huge. It opens up a, a few for an older horse. It opens up a few little avenues for them to attack. Um, they, they have to probably look at trying him at a mile, yeah. I think, because that was a hard run race. He breezed. 
Um, yeah, I'm not going to start talking about railways, but it, at his rating, they're the type of races you can start thinking, well, we, we've got to look at that path because well, that's where he's at. Messaging Lockie during the week, he was sort of thinking like a Northern Cup or something like that might, yeah. be, a, might be a suitable yep. race for a Caracalpo. How old is he, though? Is 400? He he's been eight around forever, hasn't he? Eight. I think, I think he's eight. He's eight. Yeah, I think he's eight. So he'll, so. Be, he'll be rising nine, attacking the, yep. ra- the railway stage. The Spruker had his chance, really, didn't he? Yeah. Get him to some yeah. degree. I, see, I, I was smart, and I I'd had the – I got me Spruker place bet on at the 280, 290, and then Claire Valence has wobbled to 210, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, Mark, this $1.55, the great mare, you know? Yeah. I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step in here, yeah. so I gave back all my Spruker. Place winning something into her, but uh, yeah, you can you can tell I, I with the clairvoyance for live, cluey live punters would know. You can tell when clairvoyance is is on or not, and just when Chris gave her a little dig at about the five under, it was like you go, oh, she's not on. This today's not her day. You she still tell. ran well. Though, she still yeah. ran well. She still ran well, but um, there was a big gap between what she did at Pinjarra um, compared to. I don't know. It was such a fast race on Saturday. I just, it was a fast yeah. race at Pinjarra though. Wasn't it was. It, too. Yeah. it was the same sort of setup in that yeah. sense. So. Um, yeah, yeah, funny one. Yeah, funny one. Yeah, Drew I thought, Drury has to, I thought Spruker was. Good. I think he was. I thought he was under pressure a long way from home, and he just kept coming. He's, yeah. he's such a good little horse. So, uh, but yeah, another second for the Spruker. But yeah, Team Taylor, congratulations. So Caracapo, Bunbury Stakes, and we had the Dead Heat in the Cup, Paddy Shadow, and True Attraction. Um, we probably need to touch on Amelia's jewel just quickly. What, are, what were your thoughts on uh, – we spoke about the whoosh factor and Simon A. Miller's record in the uh, Supremacy Stakes. That's seven of the last 12 for Simon A. And that might be his best one. Whoosh. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. We don't, we don't know exactly what she's beaten, but Fiorucci Mama got it nice out in front on a day where it was good to be closer to the front. And Costume Party, even though he got in a bit of a – a bit of a tangle, um, yeah. still had the opportunity to finish well, closer, that and that's le- reasonable. <clears throat> Leveled up. Yeah, that's reasonable form line. So for me, she's the uh, she's the obvious one, which is, uh, yes. So she broke 11 for the last 200, fastest last 200 of the day. Which is uh, very, very uh, rare for a horse on D-butt. Yes, unreal. And you could tell that. Did you see the post-race interview with Simon? No. Yeah, you could tell that it was uh, a big weight off his shoulders. I think he was – He's been speaking in glowing terms about Amelia's jewel for a while. How do you reckon Brad's brother at Green Tab felt when uh, <laughs> brother of Brad? Yeah, brother, brother of Brad felt when uh, she goes around. She Bob. goes around at even money after he's checked up. After he checked up eleven bucks, and the even money probably looks like a steal at that point in time. Oh, dearie me! I, I noticed old, yesterday old Bob, actually. Oh, Bob from Green Tab. I noticed yesterday. Bob from Green Tab. I noticed yesterday. Um, they've actually been beating. Green Tab have been putting their markets up before Brad McManus at Tab Touch. Um, and yesterday, Brad was first up and Green Tab didn't go up as early. I think he might have nah, got a, he or she might have got a little tap on the shoulder and said, yeah, we might just wait just, and see what they, and then they basically just followed. Just um, grab old. Yeah, they, yeah, just grab old. <laughs> I don't think you're racing all that well at the moment leading, so we might just take a sit here and uh, – that was probably a, a smart decision. I was sitting there hoping they might put up 400 to 1 constant dreaming or something. I don't know. I was just going, oh, might need to get some green tab bowlers sorted out here if, if uh, this keeps on occurring. $11. Wow. Yeah. Tell you what, though, well done to uh, Lukey Campbell on Sunday. BJ wrote a double. Uh, I think he was – he's been – and I, I'll be honest with you, as, a, as someone who – Loves punting in the country. These kids that are going around on favourite after favourite after favourite after favourite. I think he rode 30 horses sub $10 before he rode his first winner. Um, they're a gold mine for us punting in the country um, because 
I'm always happy taking kids on until they start riding winners. But you could tell with Luke that very quickly he's going to make it. And I said that to you. Um, he's pushing him down the line. He rides him out strongly. Tactically, plenty to learn, obviously. Um, but I, I really enjoyed um, seeing him get that first win on Super Territoire. Territoire. Didn't enjoy the second win so much as I was gutsing on unending BJ, the horse that ran second. But mm. uh, even his ride on WonderCon yesterday, the money came good. He sat three wide line, peeled out at the right time, rode it hard to the line. Um, got, I in, think- got in uh- – Pennies of Fields Road, the whole way out the street oh, yeah, as Brad, well. Brad Spurrier, who had that, I think. Yeah, he, um, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna he's gonna make it. He seems a very popular, um, a very popular man as well. Well, I yeah, I don't really know a lot about Luke, but reading his story, his uh, his dad wanted to be a jockey, so he um, couldn't quite, and then he's sort of been hanging around the racetrack for a while. Met Paddy Carberry at a young age, and has been sort of helping out the Parnums um, for a while now. Um, as a teenager, and he's got the he's got the bug, and uh, he's launched right into it. So followed up with a winner yesterday, of course, as Terry said, Wonderkind. So uh, very good to see some young people uh, coming through and uh, making their mark in the game. Uh, another one of those is, of course, our man. Before the you knife. go, before you the go knife. there, before you go there, yeah. uh, I'm early call. What's it now? March ten. By June, Luke Campbell will have ridden a city treble. Wow. On a Saturday. Okay. I reckon he'll be highly sorted after June. when he's claiming he's three kilos on a Saturday. Um, yeah, 1st of June. Yeah. I reckon he'll be highly sorted yeah. after getting some very good Saturday rides. That's my guess. Yeah. yeah I hope they don't push him too, too quickly. Well, that's not, he's popular. Oh, he's in with the right stables. People like putting him on. He's yeah. already been, I mean, Pateman. You can, you can crush those kids. Fernie, you've chucked him on. Nev Parnham, uh, Colin Webster. They're all they're all putting him on. Uh, your mate, Stevie Wolf's been yeah. chucking him on. Obviously yeah. down in Albany. So, yeah, yeah. I, I agree though. You want to um, you want to be patient. Just nurture them. Nurture. Nurture them. Keep their confidence up. And speaking of confidence, and nurture the knife, the knife, Jet yeah. Stanley. Jeez, after the first thing drifted out the door, red 53. I yeah. thought, oh, god, he could be in for a, a long, long old day. day. Or, uh, Jet, I don't think he, he didn't do anything wrong on red 53, the horse just wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yes, nice rail hugging rider. I had something, I did have something on because I marked at five dollars and it was close to 10. But I, yeah, I was still in the mindset I'd probably look to uh, take on the youngsters until they break those type of ducks. But I held the rail, who was the leader? Wobbled off, trade him in, wobbled off, and uh, great rail hugging ride from Jet. And uh, yeah, that was a well deserved win. He's he's rode a lot of placing, he's been very close. So that was his first metro, yeah. That was his first Saturday first winner. Saturday. Um, yeah, he's definitely ridden one on a Wednesday. Um, I was one a while back. Pepper okay. Salt was favoured in the race. He had leaders back. The beach was the leader. Oh, it was double, a double jeopardy. jeopardy. Yeah. Double, jeopardy. double jeopardy, yeah. So that was his first Saturday winner. Congratulations yep. to Jet. And I see Jet darted across to Victoria during the week. He rode at Ballarat and Sandown Hillside. Did that he? Was, yeah, that was Tuesday, Wednesday. How'd he get there? A private? <laughs> Sorry? Did he get a private jet over there? Oh, <laughs> that's not funny. That's a shocker. There you go. Oh, you loved it. Um, <clears throat> so now he's – and then he's come back across to ride uh, um, back in the west. So I think he had a ride for his father, Brent Stanley, who's a trainer in Victoria Formula yeah, right. as well. So jet's been good jet trivia. setting across uh, mm. <laughs> across the nation. And, uh, Do you reckon he's, he's ever heard those jokes in his life? Like – 
Yeah. What about the knife? Do you reckon that's a new one? That might be a new one. I yeah. reckon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Luke Campbell, Jet Stanley, all I good stories. I just want to be that girl. <laughs> yeah. Good song. And, uh, of course, Holly Watson, double last Saturday. So, we've got a bit of- uh, Double. Bit of, what was the new head? What was the other one? <laughs> Yeah, a bit, bit of promising uh, youth coming yes. through the riding ranks. So very, very much without so. further ado, let's get moving on this Natasha Stakes Day preview, Guru. Yeah, we need to get into this. This is a long old card. Ten races. Ten races um, on the card. And I, um, I'm I'm a bit confused by a lot of it. So it, it's a card where I'm looking forward to, um, to having some discussions and maybe even clearing my mind on a few things. Uh, I'm looking at, um, yeah, early doors for me. This card looks a card where you don't, a lot of races at least, you don't want to go in with a, the mindset, I'm definitely backing this horse. You want to be very price orientated. Uh, hold fire, hold fire. Yes. One of your gold for the preview only edition as okay. well, just in case some of our faithful ah. sound on some of the guru's best. Good. All right, we'll be back. Okay, punters, it is time to partner with Betfair and preview Natasha Stakes Day, BJ Ryan, Terry Layton. We are teaming up to record episode 118 of the 1-1, your WA Racing Podcast. It is just after 11.30 a.m. on Thursday the 10th of March, Pinjarra Racing this afternoon, Ascot and Norseman Cup at Esperance on Saturday, and then the is weekend. That, is that at Esperance? At Esperance. Racecourse? Yes. It's not. Um, uh, okay. What are they doing? Is that a tab meeting? Yes. Ah, because I, I thought sure. there was an Esperance. Yeah, right here. Is it a tab? Yeah. That's very unique. Yeah. they Because of the COVID stuff, they moved yep. the... Um, they moved the Northern Norseman Cup meeting to Esperance. Uh, okay, there you go. Yeah, and then I the, thought there was an Esperance meeting on. I was I was a bit confused, but this uh, this ten race card took up all my uh, allotted time on the uh, on Wednesday anyway. AJ, so it's probably lucky. Just going through the fields now. So that's why I'm <laughs> half paying attention to. Yeah, it's all good, man. And then, then we got the Bumby Turf Club meeting at Ascot on Sunday. So it's an Ascot double header. Saturday, three, three times Sunday. in five days. Yes. Three times in five days. Yes. Poor Ascot. Poor Ascot's getting yeah. a bit of a workout. But, uh, but yeah, so there's uh, – if you want to have a bet, locally, there's uh, plenty to choose from over the over – the Have an Eddie? Yeah. Have an Eddie bet? Eddie. An Eddie. Eddie bet? An Eddie bet. Uh, don't forget, BJ, stay tuned. Stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the, the market. City meets, get out, stakes, S-T-E-A-K-S competition. Uh, and don't forget, today – is week one of the trainers versus jockeys mastermind wa racing mundaring hotel mastermind tournament tournament. tournament knockout we have from the trainers we have mitchell pateman uh the this will test your ilk <laughs> cyril flower winning trainer <laughs> mitchell pateman against uh new had knocker offerer <laughs> and bunbury stakes winning jockey and multiple group one winning jockey, Stephen Parnham. So, Mitchie Pateman uh, on behalf of the trainers, Steve Parnham on behalf of the jockeys. Looking forward to that. Can't wait. Can't wait. We finally got our tournament yep. up and running. Uh, four jockeys, four trainers, and uh, one winner. One winner. Mm. Very good. Like Chris it. Parnham, the current market elect. Okay. For those playing at home. Chris Parnham. Yeah, definitely. All race the, experience. All the rage on the futures. Yeah, race experience, consistent campaigner. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be out of boat. Very good. Uh, what's happening on the Betfair Edge? Plenty. Yeah. Plenty. Yeah. Uh, we had Lucy on last week. Great chatting to Lucy Warwick. Um, 
I should have given her the instructions a bit more firmer. Get out earlier on Utgard, like you. But uh, no, I think Lucy wrote Utgard. She actually wrote it perfectly. It's yeah. just, just the gap just, didn't appear a, at the right time. When she did take the gap, she took it strongly and went through it. But it was I just a think, moment. It was a moment, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was a just moment. a moment. That's that's what racing comes down to. But she's flying at the moment. Um, but yeah, we'll be on air tomorrow. What did you chat to Lucy about? Just her rides or did you chat yeah, to her about, about training yeah. as well? Um, she's got Thunder of Guns coming to work soon. Um, yeah, no, she just sounds very, uh, very happy with how she's going at the moment. Her confidence is back and that's probably the biggest thing she discussed is that um, how big a thing confidence, I guess, is in racing more <laughs> I than read, anything. I read somewhere. She had something like seven twenty thirty dollars $30 plus winners for the yeah. month of February. So that's, yeah, that's huge. I read somewhere that she said prior to, I think it was yeah. Woodward Winning at you know, um, giving Pindera, it up. and then she said she could have got wink speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was the quote. Could have got wink speed the way that she was riding, but uh, yeah, she's uh, she's back on top of her game at the moment. That's Certainly sure. is, yeah, and I love that. I love, yeah, I love self awareness as well. Mm-hmm. When you're um, not travelling well, or this or that, and yeah, yeah, she obviously uh, found a way to uh, overcome that, and yeah, I think this will test your win. Probably really helped actually. Yeah, all it sometimes takes is one or two, and you go right here we go, yeah. back on. Because what else did she want? She wanted Tina Kutu. Tina Kutu, yeah. Street Fair, any old price. That's right. Utgard Lucky. Peyton Spruger. He's haunting us, that horse, isn't he? Dearie, dearie, man. Utgard. So, anyway. At least, she helped. At least we ran a place. Yes. I think the fourth horse, Bogart, was only just behind us. So it yeah. could have been a real heartbreaker. If, yeah. Um, yeah. I think there was yeah, under point two of a lot between the It first. was dead heat, nose, nose. Yeah. Because Bogart was sort of- That sounds like the hokey pokey. Yeah. It? Bogart was sort of- Wedged in between them, so you could have been forgiven for not knowing. I've erased. I've erased the race from my brother, so. <laughs> Anyway, all right. Ascot, sad day, March twelve. It's we've got two features: Natasha Stakes and the JC Roberts Stakes. Why aren't the features in the quaddy? They're reasonable sized fields. Good question. Good question. And you, you do have two staying races um, in the quaddy. I just thought they could have. Done that a bit differently, but I don't really care, so I don't know why I brought it up. But six metres for the entirety, BJ. Um, I think more often than not it's playing a little bit on pace on, on Saturdays now, maybe the older, tireder, later season track. But the Westerly's in in the afternoon, so um, no real preconceived ideas. Maybe on pace early, off pace late type thing, but I'm just going to allow for horses to run. All right, quickly, before we start this, we just yes. uh, forgot to mention congratulations to Peter's investments for Inspirational Girl winning the uh, oh yeah winning the Blamey I think it was at um, uh, Flemington last Saturday and winning her way into the All Star Mile a race of course uh, Bob and Sandra Peters Cornellard with Regal Power and Superstorm a couple of years ago now so Inspirational Girl defeated Zaki one is in the big one in uh, a couple of weeks time and of course don't forget W Racing fans kiss on all four cheeks. We'll be flying the flag for the Sandgropers at Flemington this Saturday. She's going around in the Shaftesbury Avenue, um, having a run there before hopefully going to Sydney for a couple of Phillies and Mares features, uh, culminating in the Group 1 Million Dollar Queen of the Turf. So she, You do a bit of work with Danny. Is she winning on Saturday? We're declaring it for the listeners? I think she's. I think it's a really good race for her. 1,400 J-Dub or? Flemington. J-Dub. Yeah. Just J-Dub. J-Dub. Class there. Dan's very happy with her. Uh, group one. Yeah. And I think she'll she'll either win or go very close to winning at her first attempt uh, around the Flemington 1,400-meter circuit on Saturday. Just trying to find out what price she is. I think she's been about four. Four fifty, four dollars, something like that. Yeah, okay. Just get on, you reckon? Gary. Okay. 
All right, let's get stuck into it. Great, ten, 10 to get through. Race one is the, well, we're kicking things off at 11.48 a.m., the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap, 1,200 metres. They've uh, couldn't get a top weight, so we've raised the minimum to 55, and uh, I'm quite keen on one in this, Jerry. Sashern. Interested to see your thoughts on Sashern coming out of midweek company into this West Speed Platinum Handicap. One us last two for... Liz Strempel, there's um, a bit of speed in the race as well uh, through Short Talk and Kelvin, a couple of horses, and there's probably a couple of others that can go forward. I just thought Sashern was going to land in the right position, stalking the leaders and uh, the way it's been going. This prep, I think it's going to be hard to beat. Uh, yes. Yes, I uh, agree with, with all of the words that just came out of your mouth. Um, yeah, uh, I like Sashun here. There's a bit of speed in the race. Uh, it'll probably just park on them. Yeah. Um, that, that Short will, talk leads Kelvin? Is that what you were thinking? Short talk leads Kelvin. They'll be aggressive on Kelvin, yeah. I suspect, seeing as that's how it won two starts ago when it led. They'll sit in the breeze. Um, and then leaders back, maybe a horse like a Zach Loves to Fly. Yeah. Pink and grey could be a bit of an annoyance out yeah. three wide unless they ride it cold. Has ridden some, uh, run some good races being ridden cold. But, uh, no, Sashurn maps very nicely. And um, I think if Brad Willer can just get rolling into the race on the bend, that last victory, uh, well, the maiden win was soft as anything. Yeah. And there's been a couple of reasonable uh, winners come out of that maiden. And then... Um, and then at Belmont, being pressured by Irritable Rodney, three, three wide, deep. Yeah. There was um, a lot of merit in that win. Yeah, yeah, there was. It was pretty soft again for yeah. Sean O'Donnell. I think both times it's won, it's um, the hoop sat up and sort of had something in the tank. The only thing I'll say is blue skates and there's a thought of come out at their next starts and, and gone pretty ordinary. So the, that's a slight worry for the form line. But um, no, clear lane for me, uh, Alien from Mars last run was the, run of the, was the run of the day. It's just that Alien from Mars, Garage Days and um, Point Taken, who the bars are off, looks to have come back nicely if the yeah. trials are anything to go yep. by. Um, they're just going to stand. Uh, Sishern, a pretty big start early in the day. So Sishern, for me, on a card, I've got pretty minimal confidence, probably just about my best, I reckon. I was 280, Sishern, you? 255. Yep. So, yep. so just having a – Don't know what the market does. Market. Uh, Sishern's it's fluctuating between – It's about 320, I think, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's about 320. 350, so. some places as well. Mate, $3 plus, I'm happy to have a bet. I think will be will be my go, but uh, not sure what this market will do, BJ. I don't know if this is best or if it um, Watch, gets better later. Watching Alien from Mars last night, it's like, oh, you're just going to have to follow this horse. But you're well, right, it's just yeah. going to be sort of last again and spotting Sashurn at least three on straightening yeah. minimum. So I yeah. wouldn't surprise me at all if it's uh, it's the one that gets us late, if that's how the race pans but out. Just, but the, way at, that, at just the way that Sashurn's been winning, yeah. I, just, I just feel like he's just going to – from the run he's going to get – Hopefully, Brad Willer can get rolling, as you said, into the race with momentum and then just put him away shortly after straightening. And they'll come, but I think Sashern will have a uh, have, have pinched a race-winning lead by that stage. So, Sashern, keen. Con concur. Yeah. Race number two, 12.28 p.m., the Crown Perth Plate. Crown Perth Plate. I think I'm heading to Crown Perth on Friday night. With a friend of mine, haven't seen for a while. No one cares. Um, I narrowed this down to three. BJ Loopy's baby will be popular, but I just knew Loopy's baby was going to be under my price. Um, and well, Brad actually went up above my price. Yeah. But it's, it's now below my price. I think. What are we talking around about? Two dollars ninety across the border. Two ninety three dollars. Yeah. I actually wanted to say this before we started this preview, BJ. This is a, a meeting where 
nearly every single race. And it's probably been happening too much recently and, and the McCormick's, Pete McCormick's a big understander of this and uh, well, everyone that punts should be a big understander of this, but I think I've been going into too many races like this is the horse I'm backing, this is the horse I'm backing and that's not how it should work unless you are dead set on something and you set yourself a minimum price. This is a meeting where there are just so many horses I'm willing to be on if it's the right price. And it's it's really, really, really the biggest price orientated meeting that I've probably come across um, it's a, for it's, so long. It's a wild meeting, isn't it? Like mm. there's two 2,100-metre races with full fields. There's a 15-horse two-year-old race when, you know, it's, it's just it's, some of these races just popped up out of nowhere. So I think there's going to be. There's going to be some random results during the day, I think. Yeah, I think so. And yes. this could be one. I, Loopy's baby, I'm about 350. It's it's on top for me. Clearly the one to beat. Nice run last time out. Um, I thought on the day that it was a bit unluckier than it was. Steve actually got some cover in the three-wide line, peeled, got into it. Penny's on the Queen beat it, and Penny's on the Queen was unlucky. So just – look, I, I've got Loopy's baby – on top, but I'm not taking two ninety three dollars that it currently is. Um, I'm three fifty, as I said. I've got Loopy's babies on top as well, three seventy five. There you go. Yeah, so you go. So we're, we're basically the same price so with Loopy's baby. The thing, with, thing that I liked about the thing that it was interesting with Loopy's babies is Stevie was re- really positive about the gates, and then he dropped into the three wide line, and there, there is some head on vision down the back straight where the horse was over racing um, when Steve was trying to get her get her back uh, behind back in with some cover and then he had to go back out to the four wide line briefly to grab another hold and come back mm-hmm. again so did probably burn a little bit of excess fuel through inexperience early in the race and for her, for, try her to, lead. for her to let down as well as it did and then just get collared late i think i think there was uh there's a bit of improvement to come in loopies but yeah yep. so um but yeah i wasn't i wasn't expecting it to be you know, I was. Three dollars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just think from the gate it has to be. I mean, all the none of the first starters got me um, at all. Um, couldn't come at any of them whatsoever. So it came down to the top two for me. Capricorn Man is stiff on debut. I don't think it was going to beat Man Crush, but it was stiff. Should have finished a bit closer. Um, yep. And then last start was just a, a tough watch. Yeah. Uh, should have won that race. I think you'll find against Aza. That was a strong little midweek two-year-old event. Birds of Word got the run that day and wasn't good enough. That's the reason I'm probably looking around Birds of Word. But yeah. look, Capricorn Man's drawn sticky, but the step up the 1,200 metres to me for it, it looks really suitable. I just don't know what Jordan's going to do from four day, and it's a tough steer. It's three wide line, isn't it? Yeah, it is, but it looks that type of race. So for me, if yeah. some of these debutants go forward, I think up to the 1,200 metres, they'll be paddling late. It's very yeah. hard. And you know what happens in these races where they fire them out yeah. and they grab hold exactly. and the field bunches. I think this will be an yeah. off-pace race. Yeah. That's the thing, and I, that's one thing I worry about, Loopy's baby getting caught in the back of a couple of um, – the, the good gate might be a – a negative to some degree. So, look, because he land, lands one off and gets bottled up. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Look, yeah. for the sake of an each way tip, I'm going to go with horse number one, Galaxy Affair. Um, I actually really liked its maiden, uh, its debut midweek when running third to swim through. Then sat three, four deep the trip, no cover. Didn't beat much that day, but it was. Pretty impressive stuff. Mm. Came out, was very unlucky on a leader by stay behind Fiorucci Mama, who's uh, gone on to make that four. Should have run the top three that day. Yeah, yep. on a day where you just couldn't be back and it went super. A little 400-metre trial to tune up for this is perfect. Um, it was under a hold throughout. So Clint's going to need to do a lot right. But $10, $11, um, that's the one. Well, in saying that, I'm $4.80 Galaxy Fair, $4.80 Capricorn Man, so you can probably make a case to back both at around $7 and $11. Okay. They're the value for me. So that's how I'll be attacking it. BJ, happy taking on um, the rest. A big a bit of a watch on Demolish, though, liked its debut. Yeah, big run on a few debut. A months ago. What's, um, 
So let's talk about MacMac just quickly. Yeah. First data from the Dion Luciani camp, obviously very astute with these babies. Now, MacMac, it did run six of nine, two trials ago, beaten over six lengths behind Magna Burma. But go back and watch that. That was a tough steer for Holly Watson. This this gelding just gave her a really hard ride. And she was going to, MacMac was going to tail him off and then got going again late, went to the line quite well, and then, was ridden for speed at its follow-up trial at Larkhill with a Jade McNaught on board who uh, takes a ride on Saturday, led up a horse by the name, um, led, led them up and gave a good kick and was run down by a horse by the name of Amelia's Jewel, who admittedly gave Mac Mac a bit of wind bear, but there was a big gap, six, seven lengths back to third. Uh, I, th- I thought that that trial was, was really good. I know you're not as keen on it, uh, on Mac Mac in this race, but I, I, I'm thinking... Uh, positive, positive tactics from Jay McNaught. Mac Mac can land outside leader, and just the strength of that trial suggests that this horse can can give a kick. And I, I'm thinking Mac Mac's a, a big player in this race. Tipping Loopy's babies, I've got, but uh, a bit below my price. Mac Mac three dollars, but I'm with you. Galaxy Affair Mark third pick eight fifty. So that ten dollars, eleven dollars, that's around at the moment is a touch of value as as well there. But I'm not complete. I think Mac Mac's the best of the first starters. Um, but in terms of the horse, I think a win was Loopy's Babies, but uh, Mac Mac and Galaxy Fair is the value for me as well. Yeah, just a Mac. It's a 1,200. If it was over there, it's not debut. I'd be reckon I'd be pretty keen, Mac Mac. But yeah. 1,200 metres on debut, and as you said, from the breeze, it's a pretty tough little assignment, you know. So, um, yeah, very, very sticky grace. The two I, I, I like have drawn 13 and 14. That probably tells you a bit of a story. So, yeah. um, surprised if the winner doesn't come from Galaxy Capricorn or, or Loop. Yeah. He's baby. Yeah. Yeah. I was 850 Capricorn as well. So yep. they're, they're the ones I think there was some, but yeah, it's going to be an uh, interesting race for the 1200 for the two year So um, maybe that three four, wide, three, four wide moving line might be the place yeah. to be for those horses drawn wide. Next race, race three is the Vale Rob Harvey, 1000 meters, ratings 78 plus over the 1000 meters. Pans down. Simply dominant for Simon A and Paddy Carberry when resuming over the Ascot 1000. First up, runs into another suitable Ascot 1000 assignment. He really stands out as the, uh, as the one they all have to be. What price, Pans down? Uh, I was a $1.65 BJ. But in, I mean, there isn't many markets up at the moment, actually. It's about even, even money. I, I'm not going to dive into the even money, yeah. um, but it's just racing the same horses here. So <laughs> Zeeble probably takes on Acromantula, gets her, I don't know. There's there's less in it. There's little weight swings. Acromantula gets a couple of kilos and pans down, but uh, it's too dominant not to consider BJ. So if there's some silly little drift to 240, 250, then I'm I'm going to yeah. bet pans down. There was first up. It was a pretty wild one. He's I didn't a, expect a, to back pans down first up. He's got a horse $7, that, so. that happens to he – he can get the wobbles in betting, mm. but he – Sometimes he opens in the 250, ends up like 3, 310, 320, something like that. So first up, he was 360 out to $5. So, yeah, he's um, – The mid-twos will get me here. Yeah. This is, I think on a card where there's so much dissecting races, this is just a – it's a simple one. Just that was a really on good, Betfair. That was a really good win, wasn't it, first up? Three wide moving. Um, the grey horse of – what's the – Neville's grey horse that won last Saturday? Express time. Express time come out of that race and won. Does Scott um, McCormick own a share in that? 
He loves it. Has it Express Times mate. won three races by nose this prep? I'm positive. Yeah, has it? Top of us, you'd love, isn't it? Yeah. He knows how to win. <laughs> uh, track and distance, four from four, pans down. Now, what do we make of Shantork? Back from a freshen, Russell Stewart has gone for, for Jet Stanley, claiming three. So, uh, Meats has a. What's that? Five and a half kilos on the top weight, hands down. 70 days between his runs for Shantor. Class Mare made her name as a 1,000-meter horse early. She's three wins from four starts over the Ascot 1,000. Good horse, Shantor. Sean McGrady not riding, is he, at the meeting? or What's going on? He goes sure. three lengths better for Sean McGrady than any other jockey. And he, I don't know, for some reason seems to just not put him on, not put him on, not put him on. Oh, we need to put Sean McGrady on because we want the horse to go good. So, um, I guess it's I guess the one thing in Shantalk's favour it's the point of difference. I think I, I think Shantalk's the biggest danger to Pans Down. I think Pans Down's got Acromantula and Zebul covered, and I think Shantalk's coming in off a freshen. If you go back through a form, ran third in the Jungle Dawn, ran second to the Spruker, Spruker and Resort Man, who both went around in a Bunbury Stakes. Last Saturday, and then knocked off Sun Sun to win. That was a really good win over twelve hundred back on uh, Perth Cup day. I think freshened up Shantor is the is the only possible danger to pants down for mine, but um, not not for you. Yeah, definitely not for yeah. me. No, not for me. No, just this is a very simple race. I'm yeah. just going to sit there and hope for a Betfair drift. I'm not going to take any of the two bucks now, whatever. Uh, as you said, I was, funny I, little things can happen. Yeah, I was 225 pounds down. Before. Yeah, I was $1.65. It was yeah. just too good. Yeah. It was just too good. And it's not a horse, I think, a flat one second up. Yeah, stable's really fun. Humming. And uh, Paddy just keeps churning out the winners. Yep. Um, you could probably ride this poorly and still win, to be honest. With you. Yeah, just keep, keep him out of trouble. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Okay, race four is the International Women's Day Handicap. Another 1,000-meter race. TK Layton has got a runner. Number yeah. one, Material Witness. Jay? J-Dub? Oh, you You tell me. Nah, I don't know. Um, only th- this, tell you what, good race. Good I race. We nom for three. We nom for 1,200, the thousand, the previous 1,000-meter. When I saw that go down to five or six runners, um, a few of those were actually scratched and came back in. Yeah. I, I was thinking, oh, don't go in that one just because it's a small field because um, we can't beat Pans down. Yeah. Uh, I was very, very happy when they chose this race. It was the perfect assignment. So, well done, crew. Um, disappointed. Holly realized Holly lost her three on the Saturday as well, which is a little bit disappointing. <laughs> Would have preferred to get down to the 59. If I knew it was just too odd, I'd almost say just leave Clinton and carry the 62, to be honest with you, because uh, he's a bit of an Ed case. A bit like and also from, from two. It's uh, – we don't have to get that far. We're not – the reason we've been getting far back, at Pinjarra we dropped to last because we drew the widest. And then I, I realize last that. start we dropped out because we drew the widest again. Yeah. So, um, we're holy, but there's still a bit but of – We're still going to be three back fence though, aren't you? That's, yeah, that's, getting there to steer. We're yeah. going to need to to drop a bit of a Miss Frost mm. top steer for us. But, uh, look, three runners here that can win the race, material witness, state of power and uh, Super X. I love the trial of Famous Journey. And the yeah. only reason I'm not including yeah. Famous Journey, BJ, is because underneath Famous Journey is Olga Louisa, Super X. Um, shock result. And shock result. So if Olga's been scratched a few times recently, if Olga comes out – um, that probably changes the race, and I'd add Famous Journey to that mix as well. Um, just on a speed map point of view, I found it uh, difficult for to, to map Famous Journey. But, um, yeah, I think the market's a bit heavy towards data power at the moment. That's, yeah. not, that's not what mine looks like. 215, that's that's just a little bit. Um, I was $3 state of power, material witness 450. Terry? Yeah, I'm well, I'm three, where am I? Three thirty, three bucks state of power, 375 material witness. I end up having Super X $4.50. I'm 
feel the rest though. Like yeah. I'm out the door the rest. I should have famous Older? journey a little shorter. A million to one. Okay. Um, six million to one actually. Seven million to one. Eight million to one. I actually really like Olga Laws. Olga Louisa is a betting horse. Just been scratched a few times. Yeah. She's been in season. Um, uh, and coming off a of hoof abscess. Coming off. Oh, that one's well. Yep. But yeah. All the good things. Yep. Um, but yeah, Melody Secret will be will appreciate the top end tempo, but it's not good enough. Shock result. I can't see how shock result wins unless it gets a soft lead in a race like this. It's not going to get that. Al Capone's a far better horse down the straight. Can't win. Um, there's nothing in this. So look, I, as an owner, Five bucks material witness. Mario is one of the owners, just mentioned me before, said, geez, we look a reasonable price. And I think he's mm. probably not far off it. Um, I'll probably wait for Betfair though. But um, yeah, I'm, I'll have something material witness, but that's an owner's bet. I wouldn't be following me in. <laughs> yeah, geez, I'm just refreshing my odds here. So state of power is very, Too very heavy. Too yeah. thin. As I said, today's fair enough. Like state of powers, I've got I've marked it my favourite. So I think it's the most likely horse yeah, to win, sense. but there's yeah. no way in the world I'm even considering two dollars and fifteen cents, I'd have to have a few cents short in my brain to consider that. I've got state of power on top, but uh, at the current prices, I think that uh, five dollars. That's our theme of this podcast, isn't mm, it? Our, our, the uh, price is right. We'll call this Larry M. Episode one hundred and eighteen can be called Larry M. D. Come on down. If yeah, Holly, down if down. Holly can give this material a steer from two, just got to get the the gaps need to. Uh, Need to open in the straight and uh, look out. One thing we do think about Material Witness um, internally is that um, it's a barrier horse, doesn't handle three wide line, does a few things yeah. wrong around the bend. Yeah. Uh, so the nice draw, even being even being held up and then Coiled exploding, up. I yep. think that sort of suits a lot. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely think we can win the race. All right. Just before we leave this race, geez, Melody's Secret was a uh, good thing about it, Geraldton, the other day. Yeah, I was on actually. Oh, yeah. I was on. The, the I, way, just, I just caught the replay last night. I was like, oh, gee, where's it? The show? way <laughs> that race was going to be run, um, it had to be it or eliminate. They were probably going to win it. And yep. eliminate had the the panel locked on. One was two fifty. Yeah. One was ten bucks. So it was an easy decision to have a bet. I also backed our insider hundreds into tens or fifteens or something. I knew that it couldn't probably win, but um, so the horse that ran. We got out. Well, I got our money. We got our money last Saturday when it yeah. won by about four thousand lengths. But yeah, uh, yeah no, it was. It was. I knew what it was going to do because they've just been riding in a particular manner. Yeah. And when you get a horse that's just going to be ridden guts like that on their day, they can give a kick and keep going. So, um, yeah, but was something beaten. Meryl Haley. Flying. Going really, really well. So, Chevelle de Vega. Good luck with uh, Mature Witness, Thank you. Guru. We might need it. Okay. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back with uh, week one. Jockeys versus trainers. Mastermind <laughs> tournament. Look out. All right, BJ, I'm very excited about this. It is now time for week one of the Trainers vs. Jockeys, Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind Competition. The long-awaited. The long-awaited <laughs> because we've been lazy. <laughs> yeah, so this is uh, sponsored, of course, by our good friends up at the Mundaring Hotel, heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. Get an opportunity if you're in the if you're in the hills, drop in, see the publican Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say good day, let him know that you listen to the one one, and uh, they'll roll out the red carpet for you up there. Feed, flutter, froffies. You were on the big deck the other day. I was on the big deck the other day. Very yeah, good. went uh, went had some fish and chips. Lovely. Had a had a quick chat with Butchie as well. So it was a uh, yeah good Monday for me. Excellent, excellent. So yes, so yeah, support our sponsors, the good people up there at the Mundaring. Now, this is a bit of a treat this week mm. one, isn't it? Because we have. 
Mitchell Pateman and Stephen Parner. Mitchell Pateman representing the trainers in his first season as a trainer as well. So uh, these are these two uh, first cabs off the rank, but we really need to have a bit of a chat with Stevie Parnham, don't we? Yeah, we do. Bring, bring him in. Bring we'll him bring in. him in. Well, first of all, Stevie, thanks uh, Thanks for joining us again uh, on the 1-1. One, one. How are you? Yeah, thanks, Terry and BJ. Good to be on. Mate, we we got a we got a bit of a touchy subject with having you on today. So we, we've got a lot of um, a lot of one one podcast listeners uh, involved in a racehorse by the name of Newhad yesterday. We thought we were gonna have our first win in our one uh, one pod <laughs> silks, Steve. And um, Unfortunately, you've uh, the party. you've ruined the party. You've you've ruined the party. It's very fair to say that Stevie's very unpopular in one one circles. Yeah, at the moment. yeah. He, he certainly is. So um, I, I reckon I reckon Mitchie Pateman might have found a few uh, extra supporters for uh, for this little uh, for this little uh, headline. And um, on that note. We better introduce. Oh, that's all right. I'll try and get back on the good terms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but Stevie, it is good to see you uh, back in the winners' circle. Of course, you won the Bunbury Stakes on. Saturday on uh, Caracapo and you, another one yesterday. Things are starting to click into gear for you at the right time of year. Yeah, hopefully. Um, just found a little bit of form uh, leading into the autumn carnival. So good time to be riding winners. Hopefully that can roll on. Caracapo. Um, dead set. Dead set. That was that was a little bit of a surprise, I'd, I'd suggest. Dead Were set. you a little bit surprised, Steve? Oh, yeah. yeah. Have to <laughs> have to confess there and didn't expect to – to go into the race and uh, be a winning chance, but you know, um, you always go out to to place yours in the best spot and, and get the best out of them. So, um, clairvoyance was the standout in the race and just thought it was hers to lose. And um, yeah, just he was probably the toughest one in it. You know, he chased her down and um, held them off. So, um, all credit to him. It was some win, wasn't it? It was. Crazy. It really was Crazy. some win sitting in the breeze outside clairvoyance and winning. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, it was huge. Lifted, lifted by uh, Stevie Pound. Now Stevie's representing the hoops in week one of the jockeys versus trainers, and our trainer representative is none other than Cyril Flower Stakes winning trainer Mitchell Payman. Mitchell, welcome back to the one one. Yeah, hey guys, I must be the only one that wasn't surprised Karakafo won had the best oh. form in the race. Jeez. Mitchie's had a fill-up, I reckon. <laughs> well, the, the, uh, I wonder how this will test you would have gone in the, in the Bunbury States. Can you stretch her up to 14 these days, Mitchie? You've worked wonders with her uh, thus far. Well, I said no to 1,200 a hundred times, so yeah, who knows what the future might hold, but uh, I think we'll keep her around 1,200 for now, so... We don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. Who did who did you ride, Mitch, in the Taxigano in the Roma Cup to win a few years ago? Who's the biggest surprise? No, you North, North, Northerly Stakes. The Northerly Stakes, yeah. sorry. The, yeah. Taxigano winning the Northerly or Caracafo winning the Bunbury Stakes? Well, oh, no, definitely Taxigano. Definitely. Taxi. Yeah. yeah. Third behind Mitchell Tessier. That's a late call. <laughs> <laughs> but, and kiss, nah, kiss no, on all four cheeks as well. Yeah, exactly. Rosalie mm. wins in. Uh, Melbourne on Saturday, and then they're going to have to put another flight on, I'd imagine. <laughs> <laughs> what is the plan with this Altestra, Mitch? Is there a race pinned out? Is, is she out in the paddock? Um, yeah, straight straight to Group 1s, I'm presuming. Yeah, you know, it's just a pity there's none of them here at the moment. But, no, she um, she come back on Friday, yeah, Friday last week, and um, the Marjorie Charleston's in about two or five or six weeks now, four or five weeks. So, uh, yeah, that's where she's heading, and... 
it's a very you know good race for her. Phillies and mares at twelve hundred at that time of the year. So um, yeah, hopefully get another one of them good races on her resume. Yeah. <clears throat> now, Mitch, before we start, you, you've just kicked off your training career. Saw a few photos of you putting your hand up at the yearling sales. How's the training caper treating you? And uh, have you started missing uh, uh, life as a jockey just yet? Uh, no, I definitely don't miss it yet. I'm sure the day will come when I do, but, yeah, not yet. The three meals a day is uh, yeah, very enjoyable at the minute. So, no, I'm, um, yeah, I'm enjoying that. Yeah, the training is good. I haven't had a run. I think this will test you. They're sort of all babies and, yeah, the race ones were in the paddock. So, um, yeah, hopefully it starts to heat up a bit again soon. So you can give yourself a little plug. Did you did – you, have you moved all your, your yearlings yet, Mitch? Uh, yeah, I think we've pretty much sold them all up. They're sort of um, a well lot done. of the boys that are in the horses um, come in again. And, yeah, no, the, we sold them ones up. But, yeah, we're always looking for some more horses. So, yeah, there'll always be opportunities to get involved. Mitchell Pavement Racing Stables, okay. So we've got Mitchie as the uh, the trainer's representative, Stevie Parnham kicking things off for the hoops. So, gentlemen, your names are your buzzers. And to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly. Terry. Okay. Trainer, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Jockey, are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. Three, two, one. Who am I? My career only lasted eight starts but they were an eventful and much talked about eight outings. These eight runs were segmented into three different preparations for three different trainers. My first preparation, I debuted in 2009, running fourth in a Northern Maiden under the care of Danny Morton, a yard I stayed with for only my first three career runs. My final preparation, I was coming off a 20-month layoff when unable to recapture my best under the care of Dean White. I ran a long last in the CB Cox Stakes at my final career outing in 2011. It's, however, my second prep, which I am most well known for. After breaking my maiden status over the mile at Pinjarra, I was thrown straight into a Bunbury Cup a fortnight later. I was backed off the map. And, du- ah. and duly su- ah. saluted, beating Star Risker by Mitchell, one. Mitchell, 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 Mitchell. Yeah, oh. Whipsaw. Gee, that went a bit longer than I thought, actually. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Mitchell. Yeah, Whipsaw. It was uh, eight start yeah. career, two wins, a maiden and a Bunbury Cup, BJ. That was it? Yeah. That was it. Interesting career. Yeah. <laughs> right for me, that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Mitchell won. Stevie, yet to score. Next question. Name the now Tasmanian-based jockey who beat at home Saturday Skies for Ted Martinovich. Stevie. Steve. Daniel Ganderton. Ooh. Daniel Ganderton. One. Leveled up. One all. Equalised. Equalised. All right. Next question. How many starts has Tuscan Queen had since winning the 2020 Natasha Stakes? Mitchell. Mitchell. Mitch. One. Incorrect. Stevie for the steal. Two. 
Stevie. Have I bugged that? No, that's right, isn't it? Yes, sorry. I just, yeah, had, yeah. I just had a moment there. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, right. So, <laughs> so Tuscan Queen won the Natasha and then won the Oaks and oh, the Oaks Derby. And the Derby. Oaks yeah. and the Derby. So there was two stakes and I just got a uh, rush of blood there. I thought I'd make a blue. So Stevie 2, Mitchell Pateman, 1. Okay. First of three. Are we doing this question? Yeah. We're doing this one? All right. Stick with us, guys. This is a bit of a long one. The 2015 Kingston Town Classic was quenelled by the Bob Peters-owned Perfect Reflection and Delicacy. A few weeks later, the Perth Cup was trifected by Bob Peters, Delicacy, Neverland and Real Love. Who was the first horse home in both of those races not owned <laughs> by Bob Peters? <laughs> I came up, I came up with this one, so I apologize. <laughs> Are we allowed to find a friend? <laughs> so basically, who, yeah. finished, who finished third in the 2015 Kingston Town Classic behind Perfect Reflection and Delicacy? And then oh, who's... Mitchell. Mitchell. Dark Musket. Oh, Dark Musket. How did, how did that suddenly come to you? Didn't someone say who ran third in the Kingston Town? Yeah, <laughs> that was that was basically. No, I know that one. That was basically know, the know. question. That was on the. Uh, you remember that day? That was a heavy eight. Yeah, right? a heavy track. ten. Yeah, yeah, it was an absolute bold. They were coming five and yeah, or ten wide. I think that it was. was ten, uh, so. That was all. Here we go. Here we go. Two all trainers versus oh, jockeys. Dearie me. Served up a uh, special first up. Alrighty, where are we going to go here? What is the official Hong Kong name of 2020 Robert Stakes winner Talladega? Mitchell. Mitchell. Beauty Joy. What a seesawing battle that was, BJ. <laughs> Congratulations, Mitchell Pateman, for the trainers, for the win, Terry. One uh, first blood to, first the, uh, blood to the training fraternity, BJ. Too strong. Stevie was too one. I knew I was the outsider in the field, so. <laughs> Stevie was 2 uh, 1, then Mitchell clawed yeah. it back to 2 all, and then he got the chockies with the, the last question. Talladega, of course, is now racing with great success in Hong Kong as a beauty joy. 3 2 to the trainers, 3 2 to Mitchell Pateman, $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring. Mitchell is all yours. How does it feel, mate? Oh, yeah, it's good to knock off the group one. I'm <laughs> class one and he's group one. So <laughs> it's probably the only time I'll ever feed him on the big stage. So, uh, yes, no, very happy. He's got a uh, he's got a uni degree and I dropped out in year 10. So, you know, a big moment. He's <laughs> <laughs> pretty pumped. He's pretty pumped, isn't it. he? Mitch, most importantly, you've, you've made it through to the semis, the final four. Uh, we might actually have to get a bit of a market up uh, on Twitter. I think I might yeah. need to create a bit of a, a bit of a book. I think I think Steve's brother Chris will be favourite. He, he fancies himself, and he's he's relatively sharp in in all fairness. But uh, you in the final four? Can we get you back for the semi-finals? Yeah, of course. Who me uh, trainer cut counterpart? Uh, next next week we've got. Uh, I think it's going to be a bit of a gimme. We've got uh, LK 
Fernie next week, uh, and the rest will. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll, have, I'll have him covered. Just don't go down the Kalgoorlie path, and we'll be sweet. Well, every every, <laughs> sing, every single question was going to be about the goldfields uh, for that one. So <laughs> just to give him some hope, he'll probably. I, th- I, think, I think next week we've got Luke Fernie versus Jordan Turner. Hopefully, yep. hopefully. Yep. That's yes. that's the plan so. for next week, and then we'll uh, we'll figure it out from there. Yeah. So, but uh, but Stevie, thanks uh, thanks again for uh, representing the jockeys, jumping on, having a crack at the mastermind, and uh, hopefully we. We'll be able to get you back on at some stage um, for a chat here at the one one. Thanks again. Yep. Congrats on a uh, terrific week no of race riding in the saddle. But the winner, of course, Mitchell Pateman, we'll see him again in the semi-finals, but he is through round one. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Fabian. Thanks, guys. Thanks, yeah, fellas. Guys. A bit of a uh, a bit of a seesawing battle there, uh, BJ. And Mitchell gets first blood for the trainers. He sure does. It's 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 confusing to note to recognise him as a trainer yeah, at the moment. So I was I was a bit like, ah, oh, yeah. But yes, Mitchell, of course, is uh, he's hung up the boots. He's a trainer now, and uh, they have drawn first blood in our mastermind tournament. Stevie put up a pretty good showing first up, but uh, Mitchell was too strong late. He just got those chicken wings out yeah, late. He, just, <laughs> he, he stood up in the <laughs> stood up in the saddle at the fifty. That's how confident he was late. So he was, he was pretty happy. It's been a, been a big sort of couple of months for Mitchell. It certainly, he has, last yeah. ride, last winner. He's, he's uh, not, he won not, the won the big one with uh, this will test you, and now he's a mastermind. He's not a well. That's obviously the major achievement, yeah. but he's not a man that lacks a huge amount of confidence either. I uh, I think you could say. But uh, look, I think it's good that the trainers got some blood early, mm. um, because if LK Fernie, who's on next week, if he wins next week, I'll just about give it up. I will just about. That's that's just a free pass, isn't it? If, we, if it is Jordan Turner that's taking him on, we've just got to confirm. What with are Jordan. they saying on Betfair at the moment? Uh, they won't hold bets. Yeah, they're just not going to take him. <laughs> uh, they they won't take him. Are they doing? Can we? Is there any like margin betting? Oh, it'll be well. Can, can, you shouldn't be able to more do, than three bet, nil. But can, I reckon. We, can we back Fernie like a plus zero point five? I wouldn't be. No, I wouldn't be. I'd be, I'd be so taking you, are a turn you two, around. Are you tipping a drubbing? A drubbing, yeah. Drubbing. A whitewash, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Three zip. Straight up. Three zip. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He might not say a word about <laughs> the mastermind. Yeah. Three zip. <laughs> I'm giving him none. <laughs> All right. Well, we're we're away in racing on our jockey versus trainers mastermind tournament. We've got a uh, we got as we mentioned Fernie versus Turner next week. We've got a couple other contestants in the pipeline. We still need one more hoop because we've got Chrissy Parnham will yep. be one of the final two rounds. Yep. So we need one more hoop, and there's a couple of trainers we've spoken to. Yes. But if there anyone else is keen or you want to throw someone out, uh, we can probably squeeze one more in as well. So. Um, yeah, it's not too late to nominate. There's yes. obviously going to be four. four yes, four there's going to be four rounds. So there'll be four rounds uh, that'll knock us down to four contestants mm-hmm. for two semi-finals, which will knock us down to week seven, which will be the final, the big one, the big one. We might have to go first to five or something like that in the big one. Oh, maybe first to twenty. <laughs> yeah, just do a two-hour mastermind. <laughs> Just full, both in full, studio. full mastermind podcast. Yeah, why not? Yeah. All right, very good. Thanks again to Stevie and Mitchell. And, uh, yeah, once again, that's the uh, mastermind, week one of the mastermind tournament brought to, brought to everyone by Market City Meets. We return with race five, the first of our features. It's the Schweppes JC Roberts Stakes for the three-year-olds en route to the WATC Derby, uh, 1,800 metres, set weights and penalties, and, of course, the dominant three-year-old of the autumn, or summer autumn thus far, and um, 
just a really, really good horse. Seven wins from eight starts. Tricks of the trade. Odds on again. Yeah, yeah. The old, uh, the old Sean Wright Phillips um, weighting weight scale. I thought it would get a penalty, mm. or or not how it works. I I actually had a quick look through as well because I thought it would go up a kilo for its win, but you only if so. Tricks of the trade starts at fifty four, and then it gets it got two kilos for its first. Um, for the challenge win. Yep. And then it got a kilo for its Piper win. And there's no more penalty for mm. races in that prize money range. Uh, so, yes. Party time. Party time, yeah. Yeah, right. Well, um, yeah, look, I think this is going to be rinse and repeat probably for both of us. Draw, maybe what draw, we said. A draw a gate again. Draw a gate again. Yeah. Um, I'll ask you uh, one question, BJ. If you swap the positions in running of Tricks in the Trade and Henchard from last start, so Tricks of the Trade. Stalk, Timmy Singh, and Henchard. Uh, lead and Breeze, and Tricks of Trade was right behind him. And Henchard was in the Breeze. If you swap the position in running of those two, do you think you get a different result? I know what you're saying. I just think that Tricks of the Trade is just, he just would find a way. Just the do way. Do you reckon he sits in the Breeze that day and holds him off? Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I disagree. Yeah. I disagree. But that's that's why we that's why you're you're wrong and I'm right. But um I just think I just think if they got into a dog fight there, he You missed my yeah, SWP yeah. joke as well. Yeah, like, no, I Yeah, Sean Wright Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> Little Man City winger back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sean Wright Phillips. Is that that was uh was he Man City? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They all play for yeah, nine yeah, hundred right. different clubs yeah. over there. They yeah, they haven't got the word loyalty in the dictionary in, uh, <laughs> in England in uh, in the Premier League. But uh, so you think Tricks of the Trade would have still found a way from the Braves? I do. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Tough horse. No Tough. Just, yeah. So, yeah. Like he's just he's he's just a winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, silly thing to say, but he he just he he just did. It looks like, I mean, he blew them away first up at the twelve hundred, which was incredible. But then he's just sort of just done what he what he's had to very professionally at his three at his breeders challenge and Piper win. So, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Like theoretically, tricks of the trade breezes Henchard gets the um, gets the trail, then the result should get flipped. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if whether this horse has just got that class edge where he would would have found a way, but. I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. Yeah. Oh, I just think that it's, yeah, it's going to get beaten sooner or later. This might yep. be the one. I think there's a three-wide line here. It looks a sticky map. Does he missing cross and find the fence? Does Rock and Nori kick up 1,400 to 18? Does Outspoken Lad from 10 come across? Desperation to find the breeze or they, do they go back? Alma Herman from 11. It could be a map player, a bit of annoyance from a map point of view, but I suspect they'll just go back and not be a part of the race. Let's Deal will be more aggressive here. Yeah. Wouldn't even surprise me to see like Let's Deal being the real aggressive one, and but then the stable mates probably won't want to chop at each other in front. But I, I dare say Let's Deal might even have ambitions to settle in front of Tricks of the Trade. Um, so well, I think you'll find Tricks of the Trade, even though it's barrier four, might end up a pair further back here. Um, Troy uh, has not really shown a pinch to kick it out. Uh, it's just naturally held that spot leaders back because – um, well, they've been low, jumps low, low pressure races early yeah. as well. So this will be this will be a differently run yeah. race, but in a different spot. Could have horses outside of it. I just think 
<laughs> I said this the last few starts. I just think it could, it's a risk at that price. Massively under my price. I'm $3 streaks to the trade. And I, this is the one that gets beaten, BJ. Um, Henshard was about seven bucks yesterday. And mm. I wish I wish I pulled the trigger, um, but I didn't. It's now about five looking at it. So my plan with this race, if you, it, well, my plan was if I'm backing against tricks to the trade, I just wait for Betfair yeah. because the money keeps coming every single – I know one starter won't come as hard and that's how it works, but it just keeps coming. So you just think, well, if it's going to jump a dollar why, 50 why on the exchange. Come, why isn't it going to come again? It's got the gate. Doesn't, doesn't get a penalty for its win the other day. Uh, just naturally, if Henshard had the spot that it did last. <laughs> no, no, but, you know, I'm talking I, about like it's yeah, going to no, it's gonna, bang on. It's going to start. You reckon it comes again? Yeah, it probably so does. Dollar, well, that's what I'm hoping. I'm, hoping even, even thin. I'm just hoping as thin as possible. Yeah. Um, and I'll be backing um, Henshard, definitely. Uh, leaders back, uh, peeling at the right time. I think it can uh, yeah, give it a shake. I've still got Tricks of the Trade favourite, but Henshard's sort of like 360 in my market. Um, definitely going to have something on late. Um, I wish it drew a gate. And I reckon this would have been an absolute special um, the late price, I reckon we'll get to 30 plus is outspoken lad. Yeah. I reckon outspoken lad. I just don't know if the the form is all that much different. Like outspoken lad on debut has smashed Black Fantasy, right? Absolutely smashed it. Has then come out, run last. A four of four, forget it went round. Like that's an end of prep run, forget it went round. Came out the Magic Millions was huge. Well, first of all, its trial was great. Yeah. Picking up and sprinting underneath horses. Great run over 1,200 metres, found traffic. Its final 100 was coming hard on the line. Yep. Um, beaten nothing in that class one, but it carried 60 breezed and went away from and ran the quickest last two, I think. Yeah, it was 1,200 to 1,600, second up was 60 and yep. crushed. It's just it's just the the barrier. I don't know. I don't know if I want this horse ridden quietly. That's what I'm worried about. I definitely don't want it ridden quietly. So Joey's going to need to find a spot or hope that he missing crosses and it gets the breeze with some degree of ease. I think it's got a fair bit of toughness about it. Um, I just I just don't know how it maps, but all I know is that it will go around. I think the fifteen dollars at the moment is is uh, it's enough, but I think it will significantly lengthen in price. Yeah, well, you, we're singing from the same hymn book. So I was tricks of the trade. Obviously, I was a dollar eighty five tricks of the trade. Mm -hmm. uh, Nine dollars henchard. That's my problem though, because I'm so because so you're a dollar eighty five. So you're what. 50 odd yeah 50 which is probably more accurate yeah. uh, well who knows uh, I went into this with a mindset yeah. um, who would have thought I'd go into a race with a mindset um, so you're 55-ish percent of the market and I'm 33 yeah. percent of the market so yeah. I've got a everything else is going to look a lot shorter well that's the that's difference between <laughs> that's the difference between tricks of the trade and hand chart and our prices yeah. I've got outspoken lad third third line of betting $12. So do I. $12 oh, so. I'm nine. And yeah. again, that purely comes down to the fact that I've mm. got tricks of the trade at three bucks. So, um, yeah, fascinating. Fascinating. I I'm going to probably look at attacking this if, race if, at Dutchy that pair. If but outspoken ladder drawn a, drawn a gate, oh, I got, look out. I would have got guard Loki because I would have yeah. got constant. Let's yeah. go with constant dream. You'd actually won. <laughs> um, have a good record in these little three-year-old middle distance <laughs> races too. So, um, yeah, look, I'm hoping for a big bet fair drift. I'm hoping we see 30 bucks, to be honest, BJ. Yeah. And that might be me each I even, I even thought that they, even if they do ride patiently, I think the race will really ramp up a long way from home. Yep. Three wide lines. I think Joey as a party can almost get involved, can sort of be second in the three wide line, if you know what I mean. It's just and then, and then rolling into the race with momentum. And just the way that he won the other day, I was like, oh, gee, that was a really strong performance from this horse and it's got a good pedigree on the dam side as well so it's got some strength and some stamina there so um 
Big, big rest. We're three deep, no cover though. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Big rest from that gate. We're three, three, no cover. And from there, it's going to be very I thought, tough. I thought one of the Kersley horses might be leading up the three wide lines. Yeah. No cover. But there's a, yeah. Rockinori, what are your thoughts? Couple happy, of gifts. Ha- happy to take it on. Rock yeah. A couple of, couple of gifts. It's a really nice horse, but, um, I wonder if they're going to try and hold up and lead this. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Mm. When a horse is schooled in a particular manner, um, and especially when you're stepping up and trip like this, it, it might be hard to restrain. But you'd think here missing, they realise it's a far better horse when finding the pine. So you'd think there'll be a fair bit of aggression. And yeah. the Pierce camp might think that, well, hang on, do we just want to tag it across? And that's how we get to the breeze. Yeah. So, yeah, th- th- this will be a, a high-tempo um, affair, especially, as I said, I think you'll see a bit more aggression, definitely a lot more aggression, I think, from Let's Deal as well. Yeah, so, I think Let's Deal will be a big improver on Sunday. Yeah, cracking. Uh, um, yeah, so Grant Williams has only won about six or seven of these. <laughs> Saddles up. His only runner for the race is uh, Rock and Ori. But, yeah, I, I want to – So no, he, well, no who did he beat – uh, last start, he beat the horse that ran second in the last Black, Fantasy. Black Fantasy yep. and Karamundi. Uh, Kar- uh, that was a gift, that race. Yeah. That was Black Fantasy's gone back at the start. Mm. The money's came hard for Rockinori. Celebarchi didn't try to lead. Like on paper, there looked to be a little bit of pressure on it. And that was just a, yeah, it was it was a gift to Rockinori. But you can only beat what's in front of you. Exactly. And it's it, it was only at second start as well. So it's going to beat Penny's that- a field the previous start. I don't think that form will add up. Penny's a field had every chance yesterday. So. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Bradley. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm happy to have a Hit look. Him at, where it hurts. I'm happy to have a look at Rock and Orion and um, and its first. It crack. can win without me. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, but uh, I think I'm thinking this might be an outspoken lad investment for BJ. Yeah. Well, following late price. I'm not taking any. I'm going to just be patient. Okay. Hope that tricks the trade money comes, but uh, definitely Henchard for me as well. I said I'm three sixty or six dollars around, so usually I'd be chiming in now. But it's just the way tricks of the trade is backed, and the fact that also Rock and Ori is a horse we support. Let's deal can be supported. Um, I don't think I need to chime in now. I'm just gonna just gonna Hold. wait. Use the fairest of bets. Make sure you do. All right, race six. Natasha Stakes. Natasha, you asked uh, Steve was a bit stiff. Uh, for those who haven't listened to the mastermind, I'm going to give you a spoiler because you asked him a question before we actually went on air. Who uh, trained Natasha? Who he trained got, Natasha? He got that in about two seconds. Trevor Andrews, yeah. Natasha was a star on the uh, Oaks and the Australian Derby. It was Trevor Andrews and SJ Miller, Bob Peters. Um, she, I don't think she had too many runs after that. I think she went and missed Natasha, but she was a superstar three-year-old filly and this, is, this race is named in her honour, uh, the final lead-up before the WA Oaks in two weeks' time. So this is a set weights and penalties clash for the three-year-old fillies, 2,200 metres. It's basically rinse and repeat from the uh, Ascot 1000 guineas two weeks ago. Yeah. Constant dreaming versus fine romance and uh, a cast of cameo um, supporting uh, runners here. So, What price are you for the third favourite in this race? I don't even care what the horse is, but what price were you th- for your th- third Oh, favorite? actually it was – 950, my third favourite. On 26. Really? Yeah. Okay. I actually thought Mrs. America wasn't a bad run the other day. Um, had some excuses. But Chris, they've obviously decided that Arcadia Gems are better of the two rides, and that, that concerns me. Yeah. Great. That concerns me greatly. Yeah. It was okay, but how, Mrs. America, how is it turning the tables on that? It's not, yeah. Gee whiz. So, but, and I've, I've managed to squeeze a bit of percentage out of the who I think might lead and try to nick it. 
feels Danish as well. No, I've got feels Danish shorter than I expected because yeah. of that reason yeah. as well. Yeah. But yeah, I was I actually was pretty conservative. I was three dollars constant dreaming. Four dollars fine room. Oh geez. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll have. I'll. I'd actually, and I never want to play two at those prices. Yeah. I'd play the pair. I reckon. Yeah. Uh, two fifty five constant dreaming. Two eighty five fine romance. Probably could have had fine romance a little bit longer. I don't, I don't know. That I definitely lean to constant dreaming, BJ. But um, just in case, uh, I haven't reminded everyone that we had to fill up on that last start. I'm not going to dive in at two eighty at this point in time. This will. This is just a great race to wait for Betfair. And if something silly happens, one of them gets smashed, I'll back the other. Yeah. Um, if some, I hope there's some money for something random like an Arcadia gem or a Q or a jewel or whatever. I don't care what it is. Um, Broadway Brenda. If I can play, like, say they're three dollars <laughs> and three seventy, I will happily save one back the other because I feel like this is it. I just – well, they're taking up in my book 74 84%. 84%? Mm-hmm. How's my maths? 69 and 5. 74%, sorry. 74% of my book. So, um, yeah, two-horse race, BJ. Pretty boring stuff. Mm. Just the map. There's no obvious leader. So, if, if fine um, – sorry, Phil's Danish doesn't go forward, which I think they will. Um, Constant Dreaming is probably the best jumper of the lot. I just, just want to be weary. They're not left out in front. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of a sitting – Bit of a uh, bit of a daffy duck out in front. I really like Fields Danish. I, I remember watching the replay of her champion for this performance. It just was exceptional. It was such a big run. It says here she's run six of eleventh, beaten five point six. But watch the replay. It was a massive performance. So I was like, I'm just going to keep an eye on this this filly. So she's one second up in a pretty ordinary race at Belmont, but did knock off oh, float, float down. I was going to say yeah, and then there were seven lengths further back. It's right. And there were seven lengths. But it was, back it to was the next a forty-six one. plus in terms of class, right? And tell you what, big forgiveness in that last run when she was held up and had to get on a cutaway, which wasn't the best spot. The cutaway, to be. And yeah. you don't want to stay up being held up then trying to sprint on a cutaway. So. This is exactly what I was going to say, and, and she probably should have won last start in that in that twenty-two hundred class three midweek. So she's got the she's got a two thousand. And a 2,200-meter grounding under her. I reckon Troy Turner might be thinking, I can roll forward here and almost try to try to outstay them on uh, on Fields Danish. So Fields Danish is the big uh, big danger horse to the to constant dreaming and fine romance for mine. So um, I'm yeah. just saying there's been some money. Constant dreaming's into 240, yeah. and fine romance is out to to the mid three. So there you go. Um, I still don't want to back fine. I just. I feel like I should have maybe had constant dreaming shorter. Yeah. Fine romance a bit longer, well, but. I've watched that replay countless times now. And so con- I. It was just, str- it was such a strong win from constant dreaming. I know fine romance was just a little bit impacted by Uni Queen floating in the three wide line and Paddy just wasn't quite able to go exactly when he wanted to, but still I would have thought that he, he fine romance might have just peeled a little bit more ground off constant dreaming late. I don't know whether Paddy just gave her a bit of an easier time when he realised that he couldn't quite reel constant dreaming in. Um, they should be a lot closer in the run here to but, each but, other from four and six. Yeah, they should be. So I'm thinking two kilos. I'm thinking, thinking there's a few that'll constant think in fine romance. I think fi- fine romance. Uh, constant romance. Fine romance. Fine dreaming follows constant dreaming. It'd be interesting to see whether the the magical. Winkers, which was a very mm. positive gear change for Grant and Alana Williams with these Peter horses, Peter's horses. What the Winkers going on does fine romance with Hayden Valentine on Saturday as well. Mm-hmm. So, but obviously, twenty two hundred getting right up into the fine romance pedigree wheelhouse. But in saying that, Adam Durant stayers terrific record with his family. Like Constant Dreaming went fourteen hundred first up at Geraldton, beaten. 1,800 listed race winner Ascot wins. So you'd think that she's got more improvement left in her as well. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Uni Queen, tell you what, watch its last two runs. You haven't seen awesome. Have much less luck than Uni Queen's <laughs> last couple. I think there's going to be a blowout at Uni Queen. Yeah. Okay. Um, but there's not going to be a blowout. <laughs> One of those two. Two out in the quaddies. Seven, eight, nine, ten. No, it's not a quaddie league. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, no, it's not a quaddie league. Um, yeah, just stand them. Yeah, just those two will okay. dominate. You can probably have a Quinella bet if you're happy taking 250. Oh, so. I'm going to have a little nibble at Fewer's Danish just in case. All right. Well, you definitely wait for Betfair. Yeah. au. Race seven, first leg of the quadrilla on this 10 race card is the Passages Handicap. This is the first division of the 2100 ratings 66 plus handicap. Big nominations saw the uh, racing department divide this to create a 10th race. This is the first division. And I think this is probably a significantly better division as well. Terry? Well, time will tell. Yeah. From, oh. a, from a strength point of view, I think this is a oh, better I don't race. know. I don't know. What I did, though, I thought it was pretty smart as well. I, I did one of the staying races early mm -hmm. and then I had a big gap and did the other one later because otherwise you're with so many horses that are obviously so similarly rated, you get confused. Yeah. Um, so I split them up in my mind. So well done, Terry. Um, look, BJ, tough, tough, tough horse race. Tough uh, horse, horse race. Horse race. Um, who's, our, who's our current market? Like Tina Kutu will, yeah. be, will be popular. Understandable now. First thing I did with Tina Kutu was go 28 days. I don't like that for a stayer, but I had a quick look and I thought, why is that? I don't think there was a suitable race in the meantime, BJ. It was none for the Esperance Cup. Mm -hmm. They were obviously pretty confident with off we go, I'd say. So that's why it's come out of the Esperance Cup. I think it was just it's just come down to um, programming. To programming yeah. to some degree. So I'm not going to give it a negative mark for that. Um, yeah, look, he's got to be hard to beat. Obviously, the mile, uh, the 2000 should suit more than the mile. So makes a lot of sense. It's just about, I'm just trying to get my prices up. What price are we talking at the moment? Uh, about 460. Yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah, that's that's fairish. I think I'm mid forwards. So that was 450. It makes, makes probably the most sense. But um, yeah, I'm not, I'm just not, not convinced. Uh, it's necessarily a star. That's not really saying it is. Yeah, no, that's the right price. Um, Chicklet can't win. $5.50, so we can take it on. Jadavi, you've got to take on, don't you? Take on Jadavi. You have to. Because uh, not only will this be its first go past 1,800 metres, Jadavi's winning like winks at the moment. You know how good it's going? Flying. It's making, like, it made Try For Us look slow the other day. Um, uh, just going so good. Holy, if it stays. Chapman, gave Holly and Chapman windburn. Yeah. So it's, yeah, if it stays, it smashes them probably. Yeah. Um, all aboard the – who's the number one ticket holder? Kieran Evans. Yeah. He loves Kev. it. Yeah, could be Kev, number one, number one ticket holder. Uh, the Jadavi trains. If you've been on his last couple of wins, I wouldn't blame you for throwing in again, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, Chicklet Car, I don't think Chicklet can win. Um, I don't think without reason can win. This isn't the same race as last start. Um, I won't get – the same. Well, probably we'll get a very similar setup, but these, yeah. are, these are slightly better horses. Uh, but with corporate larrikin in this race, this will be a properly run um, staying race, BJ. So opinions will be well and truly divided. Born to tries, 20 to 1. It's not impossible. Yeah, it was a good um, run the other day. Born the horse run. that will be forgotten about, it's already forgotten about. It's $26, $27. It'll probably jump 50 years. Right up the top there, BJ. Probably the best horse in the race. Treasured ground. Two starts ago, went super deep the trip, wrong ride. Last start, um, back underneath horses. The one thing if you remember about treasured crown i'm very big on this with treasured crown is the three wide horse that needs to be moving into the race from the six um tough steer for holly but the right gate to do that um again i'm not definitely not tipping it up I, i'm 13 14 so i reckon it'll go around at 40 to 1 bet fair so i'll have i'll have something on but um the one i wanted to back and it's just not my price is horse number eight 
black chips. Mm. I thought I'd see fifteen dollars each way, and, and yep. maybe I will late. Um, but black chips is uh, Tony Giglietta. Mm-hmm. Giglietta. Tony Giglietta is is he's figured this horse out. Nine year old. It's quite amazing yeah. effort actually. It's probably. Probably yeah, underrated to some degree, but I mean, four starts ago, knocked off. He's a lucky lad after doing all the work. He's a lucky lad. Jury's out on a little bit at the moment. Next start, did all the work against Come Right Back, who got it. There was a gap back to third. Then on a, the 24th of January, third to Come Right Back, beating a long way far away. That was a cold rail and they led. A, I don't think Black Chips is a leader, and B, that was on the cold rail. Then last start, got held up and went back to the rails. Black Chips, the one thing you don't want is his horse being held up and going back to a fence. To, to run third and punch on like that, I thought that was huge. So, um, yeah, expecting Black Chips to go back to the tactics of sitting Staying just on, off him yeah. and then peeling at the six. Very similar. I, I think there's very little between Black Chips and Fryer away. Um, I've marked that pair about 650. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, look, I'm just going to be waiting for Betfair and it'll tell me what I'm backing. But I'm presuming I'll be on Treasured Crown and Black Chips. Yeah, so I was Tinaku to – actually, 420, sorry. Mm. No, sorry, my mistake. Typo. 450 Tinaku to. Uh, and then I had a bunch of them on like ten or Four, twelve. Four forty. Yeah, I was so. I had a bunch of them on ten or twelve dollars. Fry away without reason. Outback Jack, who was massive, massive last up. Three wide, no cover. The entire drops four kilos. Um, Outback Jack after its last start, third two without reason, and Fry away. Rolling forward, I could see Outback Jack running sort of second, third behind Corporate Larrikin. Um, and then, yeah, I had Jadavi, Chiclet, Black Chips around the, around the $12 mark. So the quote opens up. But even like what you said, I, I, I priced Treasured Crown and Born to try $19, but I wanted to get them tighter in the mm. market but because um, they got class on, uh, on their side as well. But it was just a very hard race to mark. Um, mark. Hard and fast. Mark. But, yeah, Tenniku 2 on top, 450 But um, – I thought Friar Away is just flying, and from this draw, he's just going to be right in the, he's just going to be in the right spot. It so. wouldn't be fair if it won without me on. Yeah. I've just been the number one ticket holder. Mm. In, uh, in saying that, we did have a good. We've had well, we've had several yeah, good ones. So we've had yeah, yeah. What am I talking about? I've had very good results Friar Away, but um, yeah, I'm I'm going to create a little book on Betfair. I'd say I'm going to probably back three, four runners depending yeah. if I can chop out Tina Kutu at five bucks. I probably will, seeing as I'm four forty. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to park myself in the in the punting palace on Saturday because it's a day where I think I need to be focused and oh. um, paying attention. Where's the punting palace? Upstairs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel as though Teniku too far away. Out, um, Black chips are going to be similarly positioned in running, sort of maybe oh, even, Tina maybe even further back, maybe even following each other. Might be yeah. Black chips being followed by Far Away, being followed by Tenaku too. So those three, I'm sort of hovering over um, without reason to be out the back and running on. But they're, they're the sort of three that I'm looking at: Tenaku too, Far Away, and Black chips as well. So, but yeah, yep, same yeah. three. Add. Treasured crown, just because okay. I know it's going to go around a wild price. Yeah. Um, and if everything goes right, it can win. Okay. Yeah. I like a stayer on the five-day backup, and I think they've been stiff a couple of times in a row. Yeah, it was got chopped out on straight and then came again late for uh, Michael Ploy. Poy. Poy, sorry. Poy, who uh, flew in from uh, from Melbourne to, to ride it on Esperance Cup Day. Wrote a winner. Sweet Snitty. Sweet Snitty. That was for his mate too, yeah? Yeah. Jordan Rolf. So, mm-hmm. well done. Uh, okay. Moving on to the second division of the rating, the 66 plus 2100. Uh, has Bo Count got a start yet? 
Oh, just that's a problem. We can't. Yes. We, we can't really. There is nommed and booked for a race on um, Saturday, Sunday. What's the day after Saturday? Yeah, Sunday. Yeah, in the eighteen hundred. Yeah. But Steve Parnham's now been named for Saturday, so I'm going to make the presumption that if they get a uh, a scratching, um, which has to be a chance um, in a 14-horse field, that uh, they'll probably go around and it changes the race, BJ. Yeah. So it's hard to preview this one until Saturday morning, to be honest with you. Yeah. We can. It's just harder because they either go at a pretty controlled tempo with a horse like maybe Big Butter Boom leading. Yeah. Uh, Darcel rolls forward from 10. Yeah. Um, but they go semi-controlled or, or bow count. Um, we'll try and gap them, as he should. I, I reckon that's the way now with yeah. bow count. Just try and put one on him. And he will win at a price um, in the next Somewhere. couple of months. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just have to keep doing the same thing. I like the I like the race on Sunday better, I think. Mm. Then in saying that, I haven't. Looked at it to in depth. Is that the one with Alaskan God? Yeah. It is, yeah. Alaskan God and American Trooper, the two three-year-olds in it. Yeah. There's a couple others in it, but yeah. No, oh, just any superstars? Uh, TKs? Any Peppy Jacks? Oh, Peppy Jack, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yes. PJ. For the uh, for the, the good folk and the yeah. Peppy Jack syndicate. Um, yeah, Bo Count just, he just just hovers, casts a, casts a uh, An ominous, shadow ominous. over this particular <laughs> race. <laughs> Yeah. As he does in all races he competes in, to be fair, does, mm. does Bo Cut. He's a real, it. real wild card. Let's just do a quick Bow Cut out. All right. Well, Bo as we out. said, there's a little bit of speed, but yeah. I, I think the speed isn't much of a worry. I don't think it'll be there at the end. I think Butter, Big Butterbone is flying. Yeah. Just needs to find the right setup. I don't know if this is it. Um, look, I, I basically narrowed this down to four horses I wanted to consider from a betting point of view, BJ. They were a Mark Blazing away favourite. Um I tried to learn about breeding last night, which is definitely not in my wheelhouse, but the the dam is Malaika. You should have uh, messaged Ian Butcher O'Connor. I, I genuinely thought about yeah, it. I genuinely thought about it. I loved it. it. Yeah. yeah, as I went on to the Mundarin the other day, we sat down. He was talking about breeding within about um yeah, within about 30 seconds. And yeah. Nicola was sitting there going, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where's the get me another glass of wine? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> if, if you're ever in doubt, just uh, he's a night owl as well. So if you're up late doing form, you've got a breeding question, just uh, flick him a text. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll enjoy it. I will next yeah. time. Um, but yeah, I think Blazing Away was super. I, again, some of some of these, I, I think I'm going to get the price here. Like Brad went up, I think, 15 bucks Blazing Away or something. I thought everyone would go up that price. And yep. it's $8.50 now. There's even been support. So I'm not taking the $8.50. I'll wait for Betfair and, and see what lobs up. But um, it's it's flying. It beat nothing two starts ago, but just got chopped out twice in the straight. wasn't entitled to to finish their race, let alone win it. Um, and then last start, they walked and got held up and got through and hit the line better than anything. So uh, if Blazing Away stays, I reckon it's going well enough. Yeah, Chris, to, uh, Christy to CJP. Yeah, big, big jockey upgrade mm. for a horse that's going to be ridden with cover. So yeah. that's that's the major aspect as well, BJ. Yep. But there is the concern it may not stay. So we'll um, just have a win bet there. Chili is hot, second in my market at $5 and about 6 bucks. Um, next in line, I've got Heza Parker at six fifty. It's 15 Mm-hmm. So by that theory, or 13, sorry. So by that uh, theory, he's a park has probably got to be a bet. And the other horse I wanted to consider, um, obviously try for us, but I knew that was going to be under my price. I'm yep. $6.50. I think it's just been given a couple of nice I was uh, $4.50 try for us. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm happy to take it. What, what price is try for us? $3.60 at the moment. Yeah, so I knew. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, it's crunch. I going to say, yeah, yeah, it's shorter than that. Three ninety. Yeah, two eighty to three dollars across the board. So well under my price, which is a good thing. Happy taking what it did, on. What did it open, Josh Rice? Mm, don't know. Uh, but the other one's Baron Over. 
I told you I had a Baron. Try for us was Brad was four dollars. I told you I had a Baronova statistic, BJ, which okay. you were excited about hearing. So here it is. Baronova's only raced over uh, two thousand meters five times. Moral beaten once, maybe not moral beaten, but had no luck whatsoever, and it won the other four. Mm. So Baronova is a true stayer. Fourteen hundred meter trial finished alongside Paddy's Shadow, who came out and won a Bunbury Cup. Um, cold ride the other day, prep ride. You'd say yeah. whether it needs one more or not, yeah. I don't know. The race will also, it probably needs bow count even. A, yeah. it becomes a more of a staying test. B, they might bunch more on the bend and be able to come from last. It's not the type of horse I like Paul Harvey on um, all that much. I think he can get a bit, I, get, I think he gets a little bit lazy on that type of ride when you last need to circle, follow the right horses into it. Like that ride on Winifer, he rode Winifer the other day. I wasn't even on it. Um, wasn't a bad run, actually. Super. <clears throat> the horse, the run before was great as well. But he's going back to the fence and then he just sort of gave up. He pulled the stick out before the bend, even though the horse was travelling. I think he could have just ridden it and don't know, he just lost interest. And that's what worries me. Um, the pond having to come from last and find the right back and it needs a bit of a, a bit of a ride with some guile. So, anyway, they're the five runners. My next in line is nearly 30 to 1, big butterboom winner for type thing. So blazing away, chilly is hot. He's a parker try for us. Baron over. I've got about three bucks between a lot of them. Okay. Pointy end. So I'll just play the value again. Might create a little book on Betfair. BJ. I was my, my numbers were, I was 450 try for us on top, 950 for Baron over and overthought. So hang on, start that again. Sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you ask me to start? No, Why do you ask me to start again now. when you're, not, when, when you're rarely now. listening? Um, <laughs> 950 Baron over, 950 overthought. What price you have overthought? Uh, 35. Yeah, I reckon it. Um, yeah, 100%. I've, been, I've been hovering. I've been hovering over thought. And, yeah. um, Look at it, single figures, isn't it? Yeah. That's thin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I wasn't expecting that. Uh, the, then I got Blazing Away next in line, $11. And then my blowout is uh, Secret Pearl with Lucy going on. I reckon, yeah. it's, I reckon it's just got a bit of a this is a Lucy type of horse yep. and a Lucy type of race. So I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Secret dropping dropping from 58.5 down to 54.5, um, third up into its prep. Yeah, I think think Secret Pearl could run a cheeky race at odds. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm with you. It's a uh, yeah, it's a cracking horse once it gets to two thousand meters. And yep. Lucy is arguably our best rider of stairs. Yeah, yeah, suits. So she's ridden. She's uh, the whole, Secret Pearl has gone well for Lucy in the past as well. Mm-hmm. Tough race, but um, very tough. What price for you? He's a Parker. Um, that might have been the the one that. Got under your guard, is 21. it? 21. Yeah, okay. Yeah. How's Caesar Parker's placement wise ever I since know. it won a class three back in January of 2019? Um, it went to a 72 plus and it's just been just Bunbury Cups, Boulder Cups, Cow Cups, Perth Cups. Like it's just, it's gone back to 72 plus great occasionally. But two starts ago, I went back to a midweek. I carried, well, it was given 62 and a half, used a claim and um, was beaten a lip. Mm. So, yeah, massive, probably the right. This is the perfect placement. It's yeah. gone from a 97 to a 78 Raider. 97, I think it peaked out from memory. Yeah, 97 yep. to a 78 Raider. Um, this is just placement, perfect placement. It's just whether the, the old legs can – and plus it needs a bit of luck in running, but – Tough race, Peter. 1,070 days between wins for he's a Parker, but well, you're right. He hasn't really run into – You could say it's a, true. running a 66-plus, although he he carried weight in a midweek or two starts ago. It was huge. Yeah, and over he, the then, mile, then which he comes out less suitable the, as well. Comes out of the detonator where there was a set weights and penalties race. He went so fine. He, wasn't suited, yeah. he, he was went good. fine yeah. in the detonator, yeah. 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 yeah, rails runs not his go. So. After all that? Yeah. 
Horses. Horses. Um, Blazer. I'm going to tip Blazer. I wanted to tip Blazer. Going into this, like yeah. my thought process was if I'm just giving you a tip, I'd say I want to be on Blazing Away and the previous race I want to be in Black Chips. Okay. But I was. I thought I could get – if I'm, I'm – in my mind, I'm getting set at 15 bucks each way yeah. for the pair and I'm, I'm uh, tickled pink. All right, so following your logic, if you give me a tip for the start, for the previous race, I'll go Tina Kutu. For this race, I'll go Baranova. Okay, all Baranova, right. yep. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, I reckon we've absolutely monstered those eight races because it's a fair to get through. Yep. I reckon races nine and ten are a pretty quiet little end to the day, actually, BJ. The yeah. uh, race nine is the Vinnies and Rotary Club of Perth Handicap. You're been, right, though. Why Why wouldn't the features have been quaddy legs and then we finish with the two staying races? Not sure. Of course, maybe, yeah, make it a full staying quaddy. Yeah. Oof, love that. <sighs> love okay. a stay. Love a quaddy over a journey. Um, <clears throat> race on. Absolute three-horse race. So many of these fields, and the reason I'm talking about creating little books on Betfair is I've got, like, my fifth favourite at 30 to 1 or my third favourite at 25 to 1, so mm. I can – yeah, it's boring, but I can create little little books, yep. which in my market's only give me a 15% chance of losing. Anyway, um, Crystal Dane, can it get across special view? It's probably yes. the most important part of the race. Yes, yes, yes. Um, had to work real hard to do so, but it's a horse that's doing it at both ends. So, um, yeah, Crystal Dane looks like she'll just keep running and winning. Dion Luciani's really good at getting these horses to stay up. Bit of a that's funny as type feel, isn't there? Yeah, unreal. BJ. So, um, the, the big thing is here, they look, Holly loses is one kilo of her claim. She's down from a three to a two from its last run, and it got five points from its last win. So, that's effectively three and a half more kilos. So, it's a bit of weight that it has to deal with, but <laughs> um, the two – Dangers, uh, Weaponson and Comes to Time. Agreed. Yep. Both look like they map second half of the field to me with the way it's set up because you've got speed from Special View, worth a risk, Patristic, Mini Winnie with uh, Jet on, Maginica from 10. Maybe Maginica rolling across, yeah. Yeah, so there's a fair bit happening there. So I think both get back, which probably is late in the day. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but um, just some risks. Weaponson is flying. Yep. Um, Brad Palm a bit stiff to be sacked. I'm surprised he's not on again there because once a, you get to know a horse, I'd – yeah, I, I would have probably been a bit more keen Weapon Sun had Brad been on board. Nothing against Joey. That's purely just because I like a bit of continuity in the saddle. Um, and comes the time, was obviously a good thing beaten last week. Uh, and Michael obviously reckons he can um, get it out to the twelve uh, to the 1,400, yeah, yeah. which will be a big watch in a race that should be truly run as any race Crystal Dane's going to be in. So um, comes a time was another one that will be popular, but – I don't know. I'm not going to try and reinvent the wheel at this stage. I'm 270 Crystal Dane, about four bucks the other two, and then a million to one, everything else. So I guess Crystal Dane on top. Very good. Yeah, I was 350. The pair of them comes a time Crystal Dane with uh, Weapon Sun 550. So what are we talking at the moment? Um, Crystal Dane 320, comes a time 330. Well, Weapon Sun's $3.40 as well. So yeah, the market yeah, shit. market's definitely saying there's three in it. Yeah, you get a feel for the day if, if leaders are, are dominating. Um, if leaders are, but yeah, did you? I watched the start of that race several times. Special view. If, if there was real intent, Paddy Carberry, I, I think will probably show less intent than Cash. He's more happy to let his horse settle and be in a happy sort of pattern in in running. But um, wouldn't surprise me if Hayden gives really firm instructions to Paddy. Like we're a better horse leading out in front railing, like. Even if you go quick, keep Crystal Dane in the breeze. Mm. Be interesting. Interesting. Look at Crystal Dane's form. It was like it ran fourth to Chevelle de Varga in Trade War. I think it won its start prior to that midweek with Sean McGrady Did. on. Then it ran second to Burn You to Survive. That's un- prior, prior, un- prior start to that, it ran second to um, 
Miss Vasari, three deep three. no cover. Then it, then it was three wide no cover. Holly on got beaten a nose by double spice, protested against the winner. Then it's whacked Houses Serenity and blow me out. Ran 122 for the 14 the other day out in front. So Yep, secret to behind it there as yep. well. Go around short at uh, Pinjara, Pinjara yeah. today. So. A nine, uh, yeah, six-year-old mare, new trainer, is prep. Dion and Connections having a ball with this mare. So yep. she's going to be out in front doing it. But I just thought I really wanted to sort of, yeah. What price do you have weapons on? $4 something, did you say? Yeah, I, yeah. I gave just purely a map. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting till the day here, and it was a market I'd – had no, I've got no interest in having a bet at this stage. Yeah, um, yeah I'm just going to wait and see what happens. I'm two seventy Crystal Dane, four twenty Weapon Sun, four sixty five. So I've actually got Weapon Sun shorter. Um, then comes the time that was on the fact that um, just the fourteen hundred meters yeah. little query. But if you told me that I wasn't going to be on comes the time in its next run, I'd go up and last start. I would have said you're kidding. Yeah, but we can't just back it for the sake of that. If it beats me, it beats me. Who, who knows? Comes a time might be the one that drifts out to six bucks and yeah. I end up backing it. Yeah, that's it's, it. it's one of those days. I'm just, um, yeah, I'll, I'll wait and see. Uh, one horse I want to touch on before mm. we leave this race is I'm expecting improvement from your old foe, Tin Snip. Yeah. Had no luck um, in the Resort Man race two starts ago where it was three wide, no cover and working. And then the other day, fired up big time for Holly Watson, sat outside leader in the Domna shoot race and punctured from there. I think they'll go back on Saturday right a bit more conservatively with CJP back in the saddle. Tin Snip's form last prep was so much superior to what he's shown so far this preparation. Going to back Adam in to turn this fellow around with a bit more of a more of a conservative ride. So look for look for Tin Snip getting back into a bit of form, running on hitting the line hard late. 2019 two-year-old year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Beat a horse home first. The awards, so the awards not continue to uh, oh, yeah, deliver. Just, get, just get, getting fristed, don't we? Anyway, BJ, <laughs> race number 10. We've found it to the end. It's time. Oh, I tell you what, this is going to be a popular oh, yeah. selection in this week's Get Out Stakes, S-T-E-A-K-S, brought to us by who? Market City Meats, Guru. Largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at Canning Vale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, one of the great supporters of the 1-1, one, one, been with us since day one. Timmy and his team Come on. run the show. Swing past, let him know you listen to the 1-1. One, one. Timmy, uh, he'll uh, look after you. That is for sure and certain. Check it out, Market City Meets. Congratulations to episode 117 winner, Jason Bombach. Mr. Bomb. Backstick. <laughs> Mr. Bomb Backstick, Jason Bombat, congratulations. After mm, a, 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 Mr. Lover Lover. They call me Mr. Bombastic. <laughs> now, Mr. after a couple of weeks where the Sam White rule was uh, required, we, um, we, we breathed the sigh of relief. Bragwell. Bragwell. That's right. Jason Bombach. Bragwell. One mm. point. Uh, he was flat. One length. The official margin was... 0.92 lengths. Yeah. So Jason was nearest the pin. That was easy. Perth stewards didn't have to break a sweat. So um, well done, Jason. Hope you enjoy your fill up there from Market City Meats. Now, to enter the Get Out Stakes, race 10. Don't forget race 10 mm. at Ascot this Saturday, March 12. Send us a tweet at the 1 1 pod. Let us know who you think will win the Get Out Stakes and a decimal winning margin. Two decimal places preferred. Don't forget, you can never forget the all-important Sam White rule, Terry. First in, best dressed, First BJ. In best. Tell you what, I was at the um, 
Broken Hill watching the races last uh, last Saturday, and um, there was some serious brag. I don't know if there was the owners there or who was there, but uh, they lifted the roof off the place when Bragwell won the last. I absolutely loved it. Well, I hated it. Maybe they it had Caracapo and the Quaddy. They probably did. Yeah, yeah, I think no, they had the they had the double Caracapo all up, um, all up, um, Bragwell. And then they took they it. In, they took they, it into winning aces midweek. They probably got two quaddies with the dead air. Yeah, well. and then they laid Shane Warne's horse yesterday. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this this market's my market. Bj, how's the Serenity? I think Miller's only backing it up because it's pulled up a treat. Yep. I think it crosses easily. I just don't think they catch it or beat it. I've marked it even money. I could have added a dollar eighty. Yeah, look, especially if the track's playing in that particular manner at that stage of the day, it's going to be more helpful. But even if it's not, what it did to them and what it did in its trial and then what it did first up, they're just it's huge. It's flying. It's um, it's going to go bang, 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 bang if if it continues that to perform. Uh, the danger for me was Sassy Trader. If Lucy can pop it out, grab the back of House of Serenity, it's flying and going. Um, it is going super, BJ. But uh, yeah, that's my market basically, exactly as it is. Pretty confident House of Serenity will win, but it's not a bet price. Yeah. Just share your thoughts. I wasn't as short as you with How's of Serenity, yeah. but uh, I do think that How's of Serenity, Sassy Trader, it could have a bit of a uh, new hat. Um, Lord, Lord Augustus. Lord Augustus feel to it with uh, Sassy just stalking and launching like, but no. Uh, it's too soon, I think. How's of Serenity was too authoritative last Saturday. Time was there. Dominant victory. Yemen was in the race. Um, come across, found the rail. How's Yemen pulled how's, up Shinsaw. Did it? Yeah, pulled up Shinsaw. So, did, yeah, not many three-year-olds pull up Shinsaw, No, do that's they? unusual. That was the otherwise would have won by a few. Yes. Yes. Well, yes. I mean, gap back to- <laughs> Gap back I mean, to Houses Serenity. That's the only thing I'll say about Houses Serenity's win. She ran the quickest last two after um, leading. Leading and, slash and, and then sitting up. Yeah. But- Denim Pack and Wednesday over on second and third. Denim Pack was deep the trip. Um, it, it's not a good form line, but she's absolutely put it, yeah, walloped them. So, yeah, yeah, it was emphatic, mm. emphatic there. And uh, weights basically the same half kilo. Oh, actually, sorry, she loses a kilo. So, yeah, half kilo difference between the other day gets the gets the lead. Uh, you, you would imagine that Simon A, as you said. Wouldn't be backing up if he wasn't 100% happy with How's the Serenity. Mare's flying. She's just the horse to beat. If anything's going to beat her, maybe Sassy Trader at his best. I thought he was pretty good last Saturday on the quick backup. was uh, really hitting the line with um, ferocity behind express time last of the 1,100 metres. If he can jump from gate one and stay, remain close enough to How's the Serenity, maybe, but that's about it. It's good. How's the Serenity might have the get-out stakes all. So it might come down to uh, the margin. Seven decimal points this mm. week, I reckon. That's going to be that popular. Yeah. Yeah, you need to do it to pi. How many decimal points is pi? All I can remember is 3.14278 something. Mm. Mathematician over here. I, I guess the last three. Bernard Einstein. That's what is it? We, don't, we don't need. I don't think what is they know what pi is. No, it wasn't even, it wasn't <laughs> even close. 3.14159. Oh, dearie, man. All right, we need to. That wraps us up. No, it doesn't. Doesn't it? No. What do you mean? We're going to come back with our- Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. It wraps us up till we get to that. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're getting, getting there. Betfair Best. Well, well, we'll take a break. We'll be back with our Betfair Best, our Maddies, and our Lays for Natasha Stakes Day. Okay, Guru, let's do it. Betfair Best betting propositions over the day. Over to you. 
Uh, I might prefix this by just really filling everybody with confidence and saying, I reckon I'm going to lose on Saturday. <laughs> it just feels like that type of day. <laughs> it's a tough old day. Um, value, I've got to look for the one that's value comparative to my market. And that is all the way back in race number one. Uh, I'm $2.55, currently three fifty. Uh, horse number four, Shern. BJ. My best as well, it's a Shern. Yep. Ten race card, we've lined up one, I like it. Yeah, it's a Shern. Yeah. Well, you, uh, you, were shop two, early. you were two point something, weren't you? Yeah. Do you reckon well, the money will come? Uh, well, I thought quick. We won't go back through the race again. But quick view of the market is Kelvin nine two eighty. I was sorry. That doesn't shorten. Yeah. Alien from Mars four eighty doesn't shorten. Point taken six fifty getting back first up. That doesn't shorten. Garage days doesn't shorten at seven fifty. Short talk definitely lengthens from five fifty. Definitely lengthens. Sweet strawberry. It can just. It was stiff again. But anyway, nine bucks. Is, yeah, you're right. Shop yeah. early. No, I agree. There's, I can't say maybe Alien from Mars, but. Um, yeah, okay. It's that might, might be my only bet for the day. I'm not sure. Turn it off after that. Uh, you lay. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> tough day. Yeah. Tough day for a lay, but I'll go stick my neck out here. So, I'm a uh, try for us. That sounds like, that sounds I, like my early 20s. I, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, marked try for us 450. It's been heavily supported this morning. Currently 280, <laughs> Try for us can be my lay on Natasha Stakes. Uh, it's funny. I was going to, um. I'm, I did that with Try For Us last time out just because it was under my odds. And yeah. I usually I like when I like making my lay a horse I really don't think can win, yeah. and it won. Yeah. Ended a long streak of lays that hadn't won. Uh, another very poor story. I am going to be boring and just lay Chicklet in race seven, but we'll lay it for the place as well. I don't think in a hard run, um, twenty one hundred meter race, it'll be there when the whips are cracking at the end. How so. was the steer from CJP in the, the other day? Cup. Yeah, it was yeah. That, that's yeah. a man who's uh, yeah. In uh, supreme confidence, and he came out and won the Esperance Cup last Sunday. That was a it was a Lee, wasn't it? Yeah, a Lee steal. Um, Maddie, that's <laughs> serenest. Yeah, it was a serenest. <laughs> My Maddie is in the Natasha the race six, number oh. six. Feels Danish. It's good. Fudging a little bit at the moment, but oh, surely, yeah, surely you'll get, you'll get it. You'll get it definitely. How, how, how's our Maddie's going lately? Yeah, um, hot. You know, oh, your, your best got up last week at six bucks or something. Yeah. Native Chimes. Yeah. And Denim won, Pack. Won by panels. Um, Denim Pack was mad. Denim Magic Pack was mad. Well, the previous week we went two constant two. all up penny on the queen. Mm -hmm. So, very mad. And your Maddie was, uh, your best slash Maddie was Upgard, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hitched the wagon. You said <laughs> so the money just kept pop, 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 popping in all week. Um, Woo! You got to be wary. Come on, buddy. It's yeah. unnecessary. It's 50, it's fifty down my street. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Sometimes when you see the money come hard like that, you got to wait for it recorrect. That's why Betfair is great. You know, mm. I'd be surprised it's gone because often these horses recreate. There's a tipping service that tips them, and they um, they often recorrect on Betfair late. Uh, Maddie, look, there's a lot of horses I'm going to back that are probably going to get to twenty on Betfair, but like none of them are at twenty dollars now. Apart from um, race seven, number one, Treasured Crown, yep. who I still think will start longer than it is now. Anyway, so I'll be having something very little on it. Okay, very good. That's it. Oh, you've already given me yours, haven't you? I yeah. wasn't listening. Sorry. Feels Danish. Yeah, that's standard standard behaviour. Feels so. Danish. Treasured Crown. Yes. All right. Well, there we go. The end of a. Uh, Mammoth, a woolly mammoth, ten race card we've got there. Um, I don't know how much good we were, fair on, but hopefully we've we've steered someone in the right direction, giving them a clean Johnston Porter in the right direction. If we can get get off to a fly early with yeah, the we, yeah. If if Sashun gets beaten, it might be a case of um, yeah, cutting the power off to my house. I think. <laughs> um, thank you to Mitchell Pikesman 
and Stevie Parnham. I won't give it away for those that haven't listened to The Mastermind, but mm. it was a cracking edition of The Mastermind. Went down to the Y, a little bit of a spoiler in there. Um, yeah, tremendous, um, a tremendous head-to-head battle, um, trainer versus jockeys. Still got a couple of spots available if you do have a trainer or a jockey. In mind to uh, to take part. Round two will be next week, BJ. I'm looking forward to that. We've got a big weekend. A big Who, weekend. Is that LK Fernie versus G- J- we've got, we've got JT that, Turner? I'd say yes, that, that looks like an LK Fernie versus. We might need a few questions lined up next week. I, <laughs> I need about 400 ready to go. Um, no, it should be a good head-to-head battle, BJ. Looking forward to the 18 races at Ascot this weekend. Norseman Cup Saturday, but... As per usual, until next week on the one one.